This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes to his right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Nathan Ryan, he comes back up the right sideline. Breaks a third tackle, comes down to the 30. He's out of the 20. He's out of the 10. He's out of the 5. He's out of the end going on faithfuls the nothing but niners crew is back and guys we are here to bring you guys a fun-filled episode the phone lines are going to be open it's going to be a lot of fun man i got a special guest cg ruthless sports is in the building my man rocking the chain man what's going on with you bro how you doing over there doing good man just got done with the nfc west network podcast man this was a great debate bro you gotta watch it all right i won't talk about much but what is there really to debate? I mean, everybody knows we're coming in second in the division, right? Yes, sir. Ah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's a TV. You guys got to get on over there and check it out. Let everybody know where they can find your work and where they can find this uh, debate that you just did. Oh, CG Ruthless Sports. Just find me on that channel and then look at the NFC West Network. I do it every Tuesday with the AZ Sports Fan, Squabble Says, and Pale Time. We do this every week with the NFC West. There you go, man. NFC West, NFC Best. They're trying to say that uh, the AFC West may have stepped over the NFC West. But my question to you is this, and I don't know if this was on your debate show or not, but is it about the talent in the division or is it about the records when it's all said and done? Like what, what determines which division is the best? I think it goes by team-wise, like record, because you can have all the talent in the world, but it has to take a lot of great coaching and a lot of uh, talent to win – division so that's just my opinion all right cool cool i like it i like it i'm going to run through some formalities here and then we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the show i'm ready to open up the phone lines and hear from everybody but we have to do a couple of things here all right first and foremost guys if this is your first time here on the youtube page please hit that like button turn on those notifications when you subscribe so you know exactly when we're going live tonight's episode for example is not even being broadcasted on facebook until right now all right. So if you don't have those notifications turned on wherever you're subscribed, whether it be on Facebook, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on Twitch, whether you're on YouTube, you have to have your notifications turned on so you know exactly when we are going live. All right. Follow us. Follow us on some of our social media platforms. Uh, we have 
Twitter and Snapchat first. Those handles are nothing but nine ERS. That is the number nine, nothing but nine ERS. We also have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch. Those handles are nothing but Niners. That's spelled all the way out in some variation. I know on Twitch there might be like underscores in there because you can't do the space or whatever, but it's nothing but Niners. You look for us, hashtag NB9ERS, you'll find us, all right? If you guys have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for shows, you want to get some guests on, you want to leave us some feedback that you didn't quite want to say publicly, right? Shoot us an email, nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. That is the place where you can send it all over there. If you guys have pictures of you and your 49ers attire, right, it's game day or something like that, and you think you got a fly outfit on, you want to show off the sneakers or the car or something like that, send us the pictures over here, and we'll post them on our YouTube page, okay? Let people see the flyness, all right? Show off what you got going on, okay? And last but certainly not least, guys, is our Patreon. Head on over there. We have tons and tons of content coming out on Patreon right now. You know, Patreon, I thought it was going to be a little scarce, right? This time of year, CG can tell you, it's a little hard to come up with some original content and, you know, find things to continually talk about for the 49ers. But I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. Over on Patreon, we are cranking it out. I'm telling you guys to get on over there. Pause. I don't know if that's necessary or not, but make sure you guys get on over to patreon.com slash NB9ERS. Don't be the last one to join, okay? It's going to be crazy during the season. I'm already working on some stuff. As you guys can see here, I am your guy, Mike Andrews, 83, and this is CG Ruthless Sports. We're going to bring you guys a live Q&A. We're going to talk about some stuff going on with the 49ers. So I say we go ahead and get right to it. You ready? Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, so I got a couple of things that I saw online today, and I was like, you know what, man? I, I got to talk about it. So we're going to start light. We're going to go easy here. The very first one here is a tweet from Charles Aminahue, all right, the 49ers defensive lineman. He says, one thing I know, there won't be a soul that will say I didn't work my ass off for what's to come. CG, I got to get your thoughts on this tweet, man. You know, you see stuff like this from players this time of year, and it could make some antennas go off. It could make you feel like, oh, he's about to go crazy. How did that make you feel when you saw that tweet? Oh, dude, that just makes him makes me excited because he's working out. He's putting a lot of work in the offseason. Like, if you check out his workout videos, it's insane. This guy is hungry. He definitely wants to break out this year. This is a guy that maybe we shouldn't be sleeping on. This guy could be viable in the rotation. Okay. All right, I like that. I like that. Now, I might be a little bit of a pessimist. Don't read the chat. Actually, you should definitely read the chat. They're going to tell you how I am. But I got to be honest. I saw this, and this – I'm going to get killed for this. It felt like somebody who's about to get cut. It felt like somebody who got a phone call already, and he's kind of putting a disclaimer out there like, yo, nobody can't tell me I ain't work hard. Like, I'm going to read this again. One thing I know, there won't be a soul that will say I didn't – didn't. Not that I don't. I didn't work my ass off for what's to come. I read this and I feel a little negative. I don't know. Like, this isn't one of the tweets that make me feel like, oh, he's about to go crazy. And maybe that's how he meant it to sound. But, like, he's saying he's talking past tense. No one can tell me I didn't try my best. I'm here, but I tried my best. Like, whatever's about to happen, I tried my best. This feels like Darnell Dockett with, with the Niners getting cut at the final 53. I mean, am I crazy? You think I'm, like, nuts for reading into it that way? I think you're overreacting a little bit, man. Like, I think when you look at the tweets, you see him being optimistic. I think he's feeding off of it. He wants to break out. He's working out. So I feel like there's something to be excited about. If you check out his workout routine, it is unbelievable, dude. Like, he's going to definitely make a case to maybe this is why you shouldn't cut him. Maybe that's what he's trying to put. Okay. All right. I like that. Callie, I apologize, my man. Listen, 
right? I was setting up the show and everything. All right, so just to let you guys know a little secret, right, about what's going on in my life. We are getting our bathroom renovated down here right now. And my whole first floor is in disarray because all the stuff for the bathroom is here, but none of it's in the actual bathroom. So we got a bathtub in the living room. We, we got, like, the new shower head and, the, like, the whole back room is messed up. I came home from work today, and the construction crew was still in my house. So I had to take my family to my mother's house so we could shower and have dinner and everything. Uh, we're over at my mom's house, and the guy called me like, Mike, I'm leaving now. Your key is here. Your card is here. You know, whatever, whatever. Thank you. And so I'm running home. I'm racing home. And I normally like to set up the shows at least a half hour early, put the timer on there. But when you're trying to do a show, you got to have, like, it has to be set in the future. I just hit OK and kept typing. And the default time was 11.45. So, Callie, I apologize, my man. But we're here, and you're here, and you guys want to know why? Because he's got those notifications turned off. Those damn notifications let Callie know when we were going live. And that's why you guys got to have them on. You know what I'm saying? So, boom, look at him. Look, look. He's here, though. About to grab a drinky drink. No worries. Hey, I'm with you, bro. Cheers. All right. So, Charles Aminahue, possibly no big deal. I'm with you on that. Let me send my... uh. Let me send this text to the guys really quick. Give me one second here, just in case they wanted to jump in. Not that they need the text. They all have the information, but I, I did send it out anyway. All right, so here's here's something else that I saw, okay? I might be looking into it a little too much. CG said, hey, CG, I'm assuming those are your initials. Yeah, that's my initials and my government name. Is your first name Chris? How do you know? It is? Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. All right. I'm not going to ask your last name when I'm like, I just, I just wanted to know what it was. That's all. All right. Okay. Um, here, we got two more things here. All right. Uh, let's go with, uh, which one do I think is going to be a little more controversial? Let's do this one next. All right. Jay Rice catches two passes from Trey Lance and says the sky's the limit for him. Jay Rice is all in on the young 49ers quarterback, Jerry Rice. Now this is going to be a big one here. We got to talk about this because Jerry Rice is known for gassing up 49ers quarterbacks. Do you take this with a grain of salt or do you put some credence to it because it's coming from the GOAT Jerry? I mean, how did that one make you feel, man? I feel like he's kind of buying into it because he's catching a pass from him. I feel like he sees a lot of difference between the other quarterbacks we've had in the past. So maybe – he like he even said that he would want to go out and come out of retirement and play, man. That that just speaks volume. Like he said that Trey throws him the ball and makes him want to come out of retirement. Interesting. Interesting. So I think listen, I love Jerry Rice. Oh, I'm gonna sound like a hater again. I'm gonna really sound like a hater tonight. Um, I love Jerry Rice, but there's a large, large part of me that just feels like Jerry's just pro 49ers right now. He knows the team is stacked. And we see him before the game. Every home game, Jerry Rice is out there. Well, not every, but I would say seven of the of the eight last year. Jerry Rice was there. He's catching passes. He's hyping the crowd up. He's doing his thing at halftime, right? Jerry is loyal to the to the red and gold. And I think that he's kind of just doing, I'm not going to say his job because I don't think they're paying him to say these things. I want to be very clear here. I think he's saying it because he means it, but I think he might put a little bit of gas on it. You know, I think he might say, I, I think Jerry's thoughts might be more like, this is a good kid. He's got a good work ethic. That's cool. I like him. 
But when he goes to the microphone, it's going to be yeah, right, sin, right, sin. Like when he goes to the microphone, it's going to be, man, this kid can be the future. Like he can do it all. Like as long as everything, as long as all the dots connect, the stars align, he is going to be a star. Like Jerry's, he's going to do it. This guy's, I just feel like he he turns it up a little bit. Not, I think that if Jerry got a bad vibe from somebody, he just wouldn't say anything about him. So if he's talking about you, it's going to be positive. If he's not talking about you, he probably don't really fuck with you like that. You think that's yeah, fair pretty fair? much. Yeah, because then he's isn't he like doing a drink called a goat feel and he's working with him like partnership with him. So exactly, exactly. See, huh, huh? Connecting some dots, man. And y'all thought I was the only one that be paying attention. See, she's on it, man. Exactly. That goat fuel, man. Get your can in the nearest store. I don't know why I just did that. That just came out too. I should not have done that. All right, so here's the one right here that's going to spark up a little something-something, all right? I think this one's going to be the one before we open the phone line, okay? <clears throat> Tweet from Matt Burroughs. It's an article linked his, uh, to theathletic.com from him. It says, Jimmy Garoppolo's been throwing for weeks. So what comes next for 49ers quarterback? He's talking about specifically for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, CG, this is an important one here because a lot of people have mixed emotions about this. There are people saying, get this guy off my team, period. I don't want nothing to do with him. There's some people saying, hey, man, Jimmy Garoppolo gives the Niners the best chance to win. We heard Robert Turbin just say it on NFL Network. It's all over Twitter, right? Then you got some people who are in between who say, I think it should be a camp competition. And then there's like 0.00001% of us that say, I wouldn't be mad if Jimmy Garoppolo stayed as a backup. Where do you fall on the Jimmy Garoppolo saga? And what do you think it means that he's been throwing for a couple of weeks already? I think when it comes down to it, like, I think they're trying to up the trade value. Like they're trying to, they're still believing that there's still something we can get a return. And realistically, the Niners are trying too hard to sell on Jimmy. But if I had to be honest, if Jimmy were to stick around, I just don't know. The cap space is the problem. But if he takes a significant pay cut, then why should I be upset about him being a backup? I mean, sure, it might it might create some divide in the locker room between the quarterbacks. So that's something I don't want to see. But I feel like the Niners are trying to do their best to trade him. And I just don't think no other team is buying into it right now. That's so funny that you say that because my thoughts on this are very similar. I'll be honest with you. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value is as high right now as it's been in the last three or four months. Since the surgery, I think right now, today, this article takes Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value, whatever you thought it was, a, a freaking conditional seventh, okay? And this tweet, this article increases it. I think that there were teams that were looking at, at Jimmy Garoppolo I do. And I think that those teams were scared off by the injury, by the surgery. I think that those teams said, you know what? Hey, we'll give you something for him. What do you guys think about this? And then they say, oh, shit, he got a surgery. You know what? Never mind. We'll just get Mitchell Trubisky because we don't know when Jimmy's going to be ready. We don't want to wait. We don't want to be the last team out there. Oh, shit. He's getting a surgery. You know what? We'll just get Matt Ryan. We know he's a proven veteran and 
he actually stays healthier than Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe this guy will be okay. And then, oh, damn, he's getting an injury. Well, let's just try Marcus Mariota for now, guys. Uh, it'll be a cheaper deal. You know, we won't, it won't cost us too much. And then maybe we can come back to a guy like Jimmy. You know, so I think a lot of these teams took a step back and said, you know, not because of the injury. No, no, no. I need this guy to be healthy. The physical has always been very, very important, not just for the other teams, but also for the 49ers. Because what the 49ers have to look at is if he can't pass a physical, they're on the hook for that injury guarantee, that 7.5. But if he's been throwing, he clears his physical, that guarantee is gone. They can just outright cut him. But also now other teams can sign him. So, CG, I got to ask you, man, what would you do in this situation? What would you do? Well, you're trying to get some value out of Jimmy, and if no team's buying into it, this is like the Fort Enders trying to sell him, like, you know, like a, a used lemon car, like those car salesmen. They try to give you some false hope, and they don't give you the records of it being broken or anything like that. This is what they're trying with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're trying to sell to the other teams, and teams are backing off. They're saying, nah, I don't want it and they would settle for something else, you know, and it comes down to the point to where maybe the Niners need to realize it's time to cut their losses, wait until he passes the physical, and then you cut him. That's that's how I would do it. You wouldn't try to hold on to him, huh? So this, not with this that is what I would do. Go ahead. Oh, not with the cap space. I mean, that's too much, and we're trying no, to no, work no. on getting Debo. This is, this is what I would do. I let him pass the physical. I dangle some bait out there in front of people. You got to know that Carson Wentz ain't going to make it through the season, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's got to be in the back of your mind if you're the Washington Commanders, right? I let him pass the physical. I keep him on the roster. I show a couple of highlight clips of him making some deep throws at camp. Those might be the only throws he makes the whole time, by the way. I'm not chancing this guy getting injured. Three or four deep throws at camp. Show some zip on them. Maybe speed it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Instead of it being 1.0 the speed, make it 1.2. Just put a little, uh, make that make that ball come out real nice, right? Sprinkle that out there. Then I'd get the agent start talking. Hey, uh, we got some interest in Jimmy over here. The Niners are talking about keeping him and restructuring his deal. And I keep Jimmy all the way through preseason, all the way through camp. And at the very last minute, if there's still no takers at the final 53 cuts, that's when you let them go. Because what are the odds that every starting quarterback makes it through camp? Honestly, what, what are the what do you think the odds of that are? Like put a percentage on it, right? It's got to be pretty low, right? It's not a pretty well percentage, but are you willing to gamble on that chance? I mean, there's going to be a certain extent to where the locker room would eventually want to stick with certain individuals and you don't want that issue. So... When you look at it this way, he passes the physical. We can cut him. What team wants him? Like you said, the chances of injuries could happen at any moment. Maybe you want to hold on before it gets to the regular season. But I just don't like those chances of holding on to him to the regular season. Then if he makes the roster on this team, it's going to hurt us in cap space. We're trying to work out a deal with Debo, and it, and it seems like this is what's the issue. I don't, I don't think Jimmy's money is the issue with uh, Debo. I don't. I don't. The Niners knew they had to sign Debo before they knew they had to get rid of Jimmy. That's the truth. They knew they knew they had to sign him before then. But 
I digress. Let me ask you this question. Jimmy Garoppolo passes his physical next Tuesday. He's cleared, and the Niners cut him that same day. No money owed. How many teams do you think call his agent? How long until he gets signed do you think? Oh, they're going to definitely show interest because why would I want to give up a, a draft pick? Why would I want to take some cap space money out of this guy? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, if I'm another team that wants a quarterback – but I'm not willing to give up that much for a guy who's coming off injuries, you know, injury history. A lot of the fact that he isn't able to stay healthy, that's the only factor of why he's still where he's at. So if he's cut, it ups the value more. You can pay him on a cheaper deal. He can be on a prove it contract. That definitely opens the market for him since he, since we have no leverage with him no more, we let him go. We get some free cap space off the hook and teams are going to definitely call maybe Seattle. Maybe Seattle's waiting for the perfect time to get him. Interesting. All right. Let me ask you this, and then we'll move on from the Jimmy topic here. And, guys, get ready to call in. I want you guys to get ready to call in. We're going to post the phone number. We're going to be open any questions at all. If my man CG is um, – not going to say scared because that sounds negative, but if there's any questions that they make you uncomfortable you don't want to answer, you can pass them right to me. I'll answer any questions, man. Nothing oh, open. Off limits for me tonight. Bring it on. There you go. I like that. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but here, here, here's my question for you. If Seattle calls and says, hey, we'll give we'll, we'll trade Jimmy right now for a fourth. Right now. Would you do it? In division trade. In division trade. I'm just not a big fan of giving up within our division because it gives them a chance to improve. Like, man, the fourth round does seem nice, but why would you want to give up within your division that's owned you? I would just pass on it, even though it does you would have rather a good cut them than get the fourth round pick. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Like you said. All right. No, no, no. Okay. Now, okay. I'll take the fourth round pick at this point. Like, if there's no value, then of course, yeah, I'll take the fourth round pick. Get some of that cap space off the books, get a little compensation. Okay. I'll take that one over having a division take it over nothing, you know? So you would, you would rather trade him to, seattle for something than to cut him for nothing well if you cut him and seattle picks him up we got him for nothing but if they give right. us a fourth round pick we're i'll take it okay all right all right all right i like it i like it all right guys i think it's time to open the phone lines here man all right so uh let me find the where's the phone number i got it in here somewhere bong that's it right there guys the phone number is on the screen and I got a whole new setup. We're going to be able to hear each other really well. 100%. Batteries at one. Overnight. Batteries at 100%. We're going to connect this thing to. NUS audio. There we go. The auxiliary port. No more Bluetooth. It was messing up last time. 267-949-4513. First come, first serve. You guys can call in. They said, Mike, what's going on? 49er Jeff, what's going on? Warner and Wagner have Jimmy them. Listen, you know, that while we're talking about Jimmy, Robert Turbin said that he gives the Niners the best chance to win this year. When you saw that, what did you think? I just think um, they just go by his winning record. I think that's the only thing that stands out with Jimmy is he does have a good winning percentage, but 
I don't know, man. Like he can only he, he can't elevate this team. Like you give him a better team around him, that's where Jimmy excels. But as far as like talent wise, does he can he carry us? I haven't seen that from Jimmy except that Saints game. That's about it. Didn't see nothing from there. Ah, oh. all right. Hawk Hater TV is in the building, man. Long time no see, my guy. I really, really hope you're doing well, bro. You guys call in. I would love to hear from you guys. That's the number on the screen right there, 267-949-4513. Yep, 13. You know why? Because it's an unlucky number. So we're going to make it a good thing here. What's up, Pock Hater TV? Haven't seen you in a minute, bro. I missed your content, man. I wanted to see your draft reaction. (laughs) Yeah, man. I I hope he's doing all right, man. I really do. It's good to see him at least back on online. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I like that. Um. Now, if nobody calls in, that means I'm going to have to ask you some uncomfortable questions. Oh, I'm open, bro. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get started. I see the 49ers hat. I like that. I see the 49ers hats all the time. What's the hair look like under the hat? What, my hair? Yeah. Thin hair. Uh, okay, okay, okay. He's open. All right. I like that. I like that. Now, I was coming in on here. I was going to take my hair out and everything because mine is looking a little crazy up here, too. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good, man. I like that. He's all right. All right. He's one for one over here. I tell you what, you want to do a ping pong? You want to ask me some questions? We'll go back and forth. And then we'll, we'll mix in some Niner stuff, too, if you want to. I'm all, I'm all with that. Okay. Let me ask you something, man. Why are you so? Why you? Why you like Dante Johnson so much, man? What? 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 What is it with this guy? What's so special about him? It's easy. It's easy. Dante Johnson's from Jersey, man. I worked right down the street from where he grew up. Same city and everything, man. So I gotta support my Jersey guys. That's one thing. I have no shame in it at all. I have a very, very strong bias for New Jersey guys. Any player from Jersey, I wanted the Niners to get Minka Fitzpatrick, like Jersey. All day, every day. If they're from Jersey, I go to bat for them, man. Especially if they make it to the Niners, man. Mike McGlinchey, not Jersey, but his family lives in the same city I live in. They're right here in Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I show a lot of love to guys that I feel like are close, like the local, you know, hometown heroes, you know? I got I got to show those guys some love because nobody else is going to do it. And, listen, come on, we got to be honest. Dante Johnson, I mean, he's he's not going nowhere. He's here to stay, right? We tried to get rid of him. We let him go other places, and he came right back like a boomerang. I mean, he he is always coming back, right? Yeah, he's always he gets cut. He comes back. Practice block comes back. It's like he yeah. he doesn't go away. All right, I got one for you, man. Oh, he says he's going to. All right, I'll be at the training camp practices. I see you, Hawkator. Okay, I got one for you though, man. So you know about my Dante Johnson affinity, right? Mm-hmm. I had one for Jalen Hurd, not from Jersey, but Jalen Hurd was my guy. Like, my draft crush didn't work out. Tell me about a draft crush of yours from the 49ers that didn't work out. Was there somebody you were really, really excited about, and then it was like, damn, you know what? He just didn't didn't get his fair shake. Man, that's a tough one, man. Like, as far as, like, the talent-wise, there's just been a lot of the guys I've liked in the draft that turned solid, but – if I had to go by the one that was a big disappointment to me, I guess I have to go with Trey Sermon. I really like him. I'm very high on him. I know there's a disappointing campaign with him from his rookie year, and I'm hoping that he does 
step up and produce because I had high hopes on this guy. He was coming okay. from Oklahoma, went to Ohio State, but he was a beast out there. All right, I like that. We're going to get this call here. It's our first one of the night. Let's make sure this thing is working. Hello, who are we speaking to? Nothing but Niners? Yes, it is. You are on live with Nothing But Niners. Hey, long-time listener. First-time caller. All right. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Who we have the pleasure of speaking to? This is Brian Colt. Brian what? Bryant, like Kobe Bryant. Oh, okay. All right. All right, what's going on, Brian? Man, what you got? What you got for us tonight, man? Happy to hear from you. I'm gonna talk a little slow because I really have an echo in my phone. Oh, you have an echo. Yeah. All right, so you probably have an echo because I have your audio coming back into your microphone. Uh, whatever you're, if you're watching this on TV or on your phone or whatever, make sure you turn that audio all the way down, okay? You got me? All right, I tried all that. All right, so hopefully that's better. You have an echo, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. So my one question is, because a lot of hype is, you know, since going to Seattle, and I know everybody wants to beat the shit out of Seattle, but Seattle has owned the 49ers since they've changed their uniforms. It's, like, really ridiculous. It's 30-17, to 17, the win-loss victory. And it's not all been Russell Wilson. Alex Smith went up there several years and tried to win. They had Marshawn Lynch. They had um, Sean Alexander. There's been several years where they have just dominated us. So winning against Seattle is, you know, is usually one of those games every year. I get heartburned because it's like uh, it's going to be a tough game. So for me, that that's like the, the most dreaded game of the year. I don't care if we're playing Patriots or Packers. It's the Seahawks. That's the game that but most of the time I – if we win that game, I feel really good about our team. Mm-hmm. So if Jimmy does go to Seattle and him knowing our team, the ins and outs, that everybody, that is scary. And then if he does go to Seattle and he beats us twice, who's getting fired? <laughs> now, now he's talking. All right, so CG, I'm going to give it to you first because he's saying if we go to Seattle, if Jimmy goes to Seattle and he beats us twice, heads should roll. But what if what if we finish the season? What if? All right, just just hear me out here. What if we finish the season thirteen and four, and those two losses come from Seattle? Should head still roll? That's a thirteen win season, right? Well, if we got thirteen wins, I guess losing to Seattle is not the worst thing in the world because they've had our number. But if we're thirteen and four, why should I be disappointed? Yeah, I would love for us to beat Seattle, but if we lose twice, then what's the shame? I know they had our number. All right. Now, on the flip side, he did. Bryant made a lot of good points. He definitely said, you know, it's like Seattle is just a team that you just want to beat, right? Like, no matter what, you want to beat them. He said, it's not even Russell Wilson's fault. He said the Alex Smith thing, you know. And I do remember in 2011, 2011 was the last time we swept Seattle. And the one game, it only happened because Ted Ginn had two kick returns for touchdowns in that game. It was a punt return and a kickoff return for touchdowns in that game. Um, That was the last time that we swept Seattle that I can remember. I do not remember sweeping Seattle anymore. Uh, And like you said, barely ever beating them anymore. Uh, Is sending Jimmy there a pro or a con to UCG? Because 
there's two different ways that you can look at it. So what what are your thoughts on it? I think it's more of a con than what you guys say. I mean, here's why I feel he it would be a con for us to get, to send him to Seattle because one, we did him wrong by getting him a quarterback to compete with, and then we made him play hurt, which that's not Jimmy's motto. I think he's trying the best he can to keep a job, and I think this would motivate him. So if he goes to Seattle, he wants to stick it to us, and that's not a good feeling. I know – be optimistic about Jimmy going to Seattle. You really think we're going to get some interceptions or so? Maybe, but he he can win games, and I know it sucks to, for me to say it, but it is a con more than the other way around. I, all right, I hear you, and it does make sense. This guy's going to be motivated. He's going to have a little extra juice, you know, some more batteries in his back. But if there's a team that knows Jimmy's weaknesses for real, it's got to be the 49ers and their defense, right? Like, Jimmy played as a backup in New England. They don't really know Jimmy like that, right? When he was there for those three and a half years, they didn't really know Jimmy like that. He's been here longer than he's been in New England, and he's been the starter since he's been here. They know Jimmy probably better than Jimmy knows Jimmy. And I feel like there's got to be a reason why the 49ers want to move on from this guy. Despite all the wins, they still want to get rid of him. I think Kyle Shanahan knows the secret sauce to Jimmy Garoppolo and can exploit him. What do you guys think? Bryant, what do you well, let's start with Bryant first. What do you think about that, Bryant? Well, I think since his injury in uh, 2018, when he suffered the ACL injury, I think after that, even though I'm a fan of Jimmy, I think he should have moved off of him because he can't throw deep. He can't, he's not mobile anymore. Everything we first seen in on the first five games, that, that was great. But after he got injured, everything went out the window. Yes, he took us to the Super Bowl, but he was very limited in certain games. And you could see it. You don't, I can't tell you if he was injured or if they were hiding that injury. But then when he got into the playoffs, you know, you only run the ball six times. You know, you pass the ball six times. And, you know, there's just several little things that, you know, playoff stats and stuff. But the stats matter if you win. You know, and at that end of the game, you want to win. But when he did get to the big game, he didn't. I think that's one of the biggest irritations with Niner fans is he, he caught the two Super Bowls at this point. And that's why it's time to just dust their hands and move off of him because he can't stay healthy. And I think that's one of the irritations with Shanahan with him is, is when he does see him, he can't make that deep threat. You see him go to the sidelines and he's got a dirty, just kind of look. Or, you know, when he has been injured, you, you, you see him right after he got injured, Jimmy didn't come out and play the same way he played in those first five games. He, he was really, like, told to stay and to and just do what I tell you to do. And we've seen it. He's come out and he's like, he's gotten cussed out by Shanahan. Like, you know, you can't just throw the ball where I tell you to throw the ball. It's, it's easy. It's, you know, we've all seen it on, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. So for the, it's just time to move off of him. But for us to send him to Seattle and people say, oh, it's going to be a turnover machine. He's not afraid to turn the ball over. He throws interceptions. He goes right back onto the field and he, he throws a touchdown or he throws another interception and he shakes it off. He doesn't care about throwing interceptions. Um, as far as Seattle tanking, the Seattle tanking, they're tanking. That's why it's a little weird, you know, for them to want to, you know, get Jimmy. But at the end of the day, I, I really like the guys' channel. I, you know, I wanted to call in and, you know, ask them a couple questions on that because that is one of the things is like out of the Rams, we, we own the Rams. The Cardinals, we seem to go back and forth with them a little bit. Um, the Seahawks, we just can't get over that. And it seems every time we get a really good team, we get close to beating them. Right, right at the end, it seems like something happens, and it's not all Russell Wilson. That's my biggest point. So, 
I'm gonna jump off so I can hear the rest of your show because it's really bad to go out like that. All right, Brian, man, thanks for the call. All right, so that was Brian. Hopefully, we don't have an ad popping up right now. Let me make sure there's no audio on this sucker. All right, cool. We dodged that bullet there. All right, man. Was it, how could you hear him? Could you hear him well? Yeah, he did. It was like a solid like hearing reception. Like he, I was getting to where he was saying this and that. You know, he was making some valid points there. Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. Now we did have a missed call while we were on. Let me, uh, let me, let me try to call some of these numbers back. The first one we had here is from our guy. Uh, let me. Let me see. Let me make sure he's okay. Was that a missed call? Or was that just a text? Let me see. Oh, that was just a text. Okay. All right. So then I'm going to call this other number that actually did call then. All right. Here we go. 313. Let's see what happens. Imagine if this is like some like, well, never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm not going to let it ring. I don't like the messages popping up, telling people's numbers or anything like that. Rosa, if you're out there, bro, give me a call. I got your text message here. Give me a call though. If you, if you, there we go. You are on. You are on with nothing but Niners. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to? It's Einhorn. Oh shit. Oh man. Okay. Now I know how to say the name in the chat. Einor. What's going on? I'm doing. I'm doing uh, pretty average. Pretty average right now. Pretty average. Well, let me tell you, you've made my night because I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. I see the handle in every 49ers video chat, man. I I am honored that you're you're taking time to call us today, man. How you doing? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm doing average, but hey, Mike, I have to let you know before the show continues, though, before I, I answer the Jimmy G slant, well, the Jimmy G, um, I don't know, I guess the, the, the glorification that he's getting. One, I ain't trying to cause a problem on your show. I'm just letting you know I don't really mess with TV like that. So I'll just be talking to you, okay? Okay. Cool? All right. Okay, we got some CG beef. All right. I'll, hey, listen. I want to get to the oh, bottom of it all. Yeah, we, I don't I, got we, no we, problem we, with him personally. I don't. Ain't no beef. Ain't no beef. Oh, it's not? Oh, okay, it's not beef. Okay, all right. What what you got for me, bro? Okay, so, uh, so first of all, what I do want to say is that uh, well, is there an echo for you guys, by the way? Oh, I'm going to go on mute so that way it eliminates the echo, all right? No, your reception's fine. So one thing I want to say though is that one, everybody saying that that it 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 would be better for for I guess you could say Jimmy to go over there and try to beat us. One, Jimmy knows damn well if he went over there, he'd get his ass handed to him. I but think let's so. Let's stop all all the bullshitting that that Jimmy G would do anything if he went over there to the Seahawks. He would never do anything to us. The reason why we lose to the Seahawks is because of Russell Wilson. It wasn't because of anybody else over there. It wasn't Metcalf. It wasn't anybody that they have for their weapons. 
Wagner was great, don't get me wrong. He gave us a couple of headaches, but overall, it was always Russell Wilson. It always was the pain in the ass that we had over there. So as far as Jimmy goes, ain't nobody scared of Jimmy being over there. And if you are scared or if you do think that Jimmy would, would, would cause problems for us down the road if he went over there, then, then I think that you shouldn't really be a Niner. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't control who gets to be a fan of the Niners, obviously, because we don't live in Nazi Germany, of course. So you can go ahead and be a Niner and live in fear if you want to. But everybody knows that, that if you know the game of football, you know damn well that Jimmy Dean would never cause us a problem. Yes. The only time he does give you a problem is if he's on your team. You don't want that guy. That guy is garbage. Nobody, nobody should ever vouch for that guy. If you vouch for him, all it tells me is that you're okay with mediocrity. All it tells me is that you just love settling for less. You know, and I, and I, and I told Jesse, well, I, I commented in Jesse's show earlier that, you know, I'm not ready for a Super Bowl run with Trey. I'm more so ready for, you know, um, I guess the dynasty. Let's That's go. what I believe we're going to be pretty soon. We're not looking for a Super Bowl run. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, this year could be a Super Bowl run. But overall, I'm looking for us to be in the team of the 20s and team of the 30s. That's overall what I'm um, assuming we're going to be. It all lines up. And first thing we got to do is get rid of Jimmy. Let me nope. ask you something. Let me ask you uh, something, Pardon. Let me give you a tough question, man. Um, so you really think this defense has the advantage on Jimmy, right? So you feel like we're going to get pick six and all that stuff? I can't even hear him. Oh, shit. Let I me hear him. I yeah. can hear Mike for some reason. I don't He's He said – so what he's saying is he was like, you really think that the uh, defense is going to, like, they have Jimmy's number. You think we're getting pick sixes and everything? I mean, it doesn't even matter if we get pick six, six sixes or not. It doesn't really matter. Jimmy will, Jimmy will be bad enough to like Jimmy's Jimmy. Why do we need pick sixes when he's gonna not do anything for their team? So you think it's more about What's his? Do? You think it's more about his limited performance? Passes across the middle, afraid to take shots down the field. You're not getting outside the numbers, and in the middle, let's be honest, that's where the Niners are the strongest, right? So you're not, you're just not worried about what he brings mm-hmm. to the table. Fred Warner will give him headaches over the middle. Let's go. Let's Alongside go. Alongside with our secondary this year, that I haven't seen a secondary as this complete in a while. So, I mean, Jimmy, no, I don't care for anybody thinking that, you know, we need to beat him with a pick six. Like, no, no, we don't need to. We would get some pick sixes off him, if I'm being real. But honestly, we don't even need it. It's not like he's going to do anything for them to win. Don't need it. Oh. Okay. What was your, what was your question for him, CG? No, nah, I would just say, man, we could put the water in the bridge, man. Let's just squash it, man. I don't got nothing against you. I'm all positive, man. You're right, man. Let's start off fresh, man. Come on. I I don't got nothing against you. All love, not war, man. I think Pinor. I think Pinor's cool, man. He's. He... I, I, barely, I, I barely heard him, but honestly, CG, the reason why I don't. I, I don't have a beef with you because I don't really think of you. I don't necessarily do that. And I I went on the show literally to talk to Mike. But in terms of you, I mean, TV, if, if we're being frank here and you want to squash it, then I'll just say the truth. The truth is, is that you lost a lot of people's respect because, well, I think that you're, you're fake. I mean, you're fake. That's just the way it is. A lot of people have told me that, you know, you talk fast about them and stuff behind their backs, all the way to you wanting only money. You don't really create content for the love of the content. You do it for money. 
And for me, I, I'm not saying you can't do that because obviously oh. Grant Cohen makes a lot of money from, you know, YouTube and whatnot. But the difference between him and you is I think that Grant Cohen has talent and you don't. I think they well, well, okay. Well, to be fair, yeah, you're right. I was, I was a bit greedy. I don't really care who does it for money or whatnot. So with me, oh, you're right, man. Back then, I was a bit greedy. I ain't gonna lie. Really do anything. I'm on mute, so he can't hear you. I feel like Mike does, even though I don't care for John Chapman. I think that he could do stuff. Obviously, when it comes to him, uh, you know, getting people together for the games and whatnot. So it's like everybody has something to contribute here on why I can't hate them. I don't hate nobody in the community. I think the Rombo's idiot, though, but that's just me. So, Dude, right, like, so, I admit what I was, bro. I was a bit greedy a little bit. Like last year, I'll say what I said, bro. I was. But now I'm being more humble. I'm starting to get the guesses. We don't need that. We just don't want to talk about Niners here. We don't need a whole soap opera right now. Between all right, man. Really just bearing the bridge. That's all I'm doing, bro. I want to bring the positive to the Niner community and not have some hate, man. That's all. That's right. We're going to bring everybody together, man. Kumbaya. Let's unite, bro. Let's unite. We Come on, man. Popcorn. We're going to make some s'mores. And instead of using regular chocolate, we're going to use Reese's peanut butter. All right? Let's do this, man. We're going to have a good time, all right? Let's just hope we win our division this year. That's what I'm hoping for. I know. You be safe, bro. All right. Well, damn. That All right. I mean, look, I personally like uncomfortable conversation so if anybody out there felt a little uncomfortable i apologize cg i apologize too you know we don't screen the calls this is all live and right on right on the head you know what i mean we just go ahead and go so you got the messages over there right did you see what i sent you over there yeah I, i'm okay. up for this man bro i wanted to put it under the bridge and i don't want to make it more bitter with everybody else there's been a few people i might have burned bridges with and i just don't want it to be an issue but you know, dude, I, I have learned from my mistakes, so I'm trying to be more humble and starting to bring up better guesses that I've ever did. So try to be more focused on the positive side. I feel you on that, man. I feel you. you know this is this is not this is not uh this is not easy. This what we're doing right now, right? Coming on, everyone feels like you can just turn on the camera and just start talking and everything. It's not easy, and you have to find your pocket. Everyone, not just yeah. me, right? Everyone has to find their pocket, and so. You know, I, I salute people who are out there trying and who don't give it up. You know what I mean? Who don't just stop. I've seen so many people start shows and they go for six months, seven months, boom, gone. And I'm not even mad at people who do that. I respect them for realizing, hey, I'm not cut out for that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? But for the people who Yeah, I've taken a lot of heat, man. I've taken a lot of heat from people and I let them have it, man. So, you oh, know, I'm bro. not like I'm not like soft skin under that, bro. I let them take it to me, man. You and me both, bro. I, I I would be lying to you if I didn't say that uh, I haven't taken a lot. I take, listen, bro, I take shit on my own show. I'm here talking, and people are like, yo, Mike, get off. Where's Nick? Like, Nick ain't done a show in a year, and they still killing me. Like, <laughs> where's Nick? You know what I'm saying? But we got to take it and, and keep running with it, man. I, I like everybody's opinions, even if people don't agree with me, man. When you Let me tell you when you know you're good at this, right? I'm going to give you a little, like, just me, me to you, right? You know when you're good at this, when people can disagree with you, and you don't take it personal. That's when you know you've made a switch. That's when you know that something else has changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's when it's not just, I'm on this to give my opinions. Because when you give your opinion and it's heartfelt, people will be like, ah, oh, nah, I disagree with you. You, you. you take it personal, right? You take it personal. It's like, yo, no, I'm, I said this, and this is why, and da 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 When you can accept what people say, and you don't get mad at them, you don't get upset, that's when you've made a change, and that's when you're ready for this. 
Well, that that's when you're ready for it. So keep that in mind, man. Like it's 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 a growing thing here, man. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. Now, I got another missed call, but it, oh no, I think somebody else called in. Hold on, let me see. Let me see if this tells me mixed calls. Let me see. No, no, no. It has not been a whole year since Nick 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 came on like two or three times last year, guys. Nick came on like two or three times. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh. If I, I was exaggerating when I said he hasn't been on in a year, but he hasn't been on in a while, and people were still coming in the chat like, "This shit is corny." Where's Nick? I'm not watching until Nick comes back. Like, and that's okay with me. I'm okay with that. You know, you just got to learn to rock with it. You know, y'all, it's not gonna break me. That doesn't change my passion for this. You know, I get DMs all the time. Hey, man, you got a good show. I want to do. I want to do what you guys are doing. Do you have any advice? And the first thing I say to everybody, passion has to drive you, not money. Not guess, not fan appreciation. It has to be passion. As soon as you lose passion, this shit gets annoying. It does. And, you know, I'm starting to find the passion than before, dude. Last year, I was just all about the money, and I, I'm guilty as charged. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to find the purpose. And the more I start to find the passion, the more I'm enjoying this. You know, this NFC West network has become a good passion that I love. You know, this is a debatable argument. I could do what I want, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm absolutely man absolutely all right guys so the lines are still open man 267-949-4513 i want to get somebody else in here man somebody who don't like me come on call in tell me why you don't like me man let me give you a hug let me buy you a jersey or something come on now i love everybody i love everybody man let me tell you and by, that's another thing too right another thing people do is like they'd like to get on here and they want to do like giveaways and all that hoping to build the fan base and all that stuff right like I don't know if that's I don't know if that's gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like people, I don't think people are watching for the giveaways. The giveaways are a bonus. You know what I mean? Like the giveaways are like that's cool, but what do you have to say? You know, as long as you become regular, people will love you. If they can set their clock to you, they'll come in. And that's where I've messed up in the last couple of months. There's just so much stuff going on. I can't get on my regular schedule. I'm a Tuesday and Thursday guy, 9:30. Boom. That's when we're supposed to be on. But you saw what time we started tonight, right? It's just mm-hmm. so much stuff going on over here. I can't do it. And I don't want to be on my phone. I could have joined. I could have started the show from my phone while I was out and everything. But I got to drive. I got my kids in the car and all that. I don't want to do that. I owe it to the people a better quality of programming than driving in my car and, and, and doing the whole show while I'm out. So I'd rather bring it late and they can go back and watch it later or replay it or listen because I turn mine into podcasts also. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot going on. I've changed jobs in the last year and a half. I got all this stuff going on with my family and everything, but I do this for passion. I'm here. This is my venting session. This is where I get to come in here and get it all off my chest. So, guys, make sure you guys call in. I need one more caller before we end the show tonight. Where's Peachy at? I know Peachy was out here somewhere. Peachy says she was going to call in. You know what? How about Niner by Nature, man? Come on. Get on the line, bro. I haven't seen you in a minute, man. I haven't seen oh. Niner by Nature in my channel in a minute, bro. I, I miss this dude. This guy was very yeah. generous, very giving, and very very caring, bro. Good dude. See? That's that's what it's all about, man. I, like, let's go. We got to call him. All right, we got a super chat here. Let me see what's going on here. Sean says, can you hear Kanan playing with the baby violin for you, Mike? Oh, boo. He, that's what I got going on over here. STFU, Sean. I moderate myself. Okay, I get it. By the way, where is Nick? <laughs> All right. I think by mid-year, 
we will have a young, strong offensive line. Trey better than practice squad Jimmy any day. Be blessed, fam. And Sean, I think the purpose of what you were saying here is like, look, guys, it is what it is. As long as the offensive line, Trey Lance, as long as the offensive line is good, Trey Lance will have an opportunity to be better than what Jimmy Garoppolo was for the 49ers. And there are plenty of limitations, right? And CG said it earlier in the show, a lot of people get caught up in the hype of the wins and losses. They don't focus on the how, they focus on the outcome. And that is the worst thing you can do when you are talking about an individual's performance is focus on the outcome, right? Yeah. Remember this, uh, damn, which catch was it? Was it the Terrell Owens, the second catch? Was that the game where he had like three or four drops earlier in the game when they were big ones, but then he finally came through with the catch against Green Bay? And like, he, yeah. that's when he's crying and everything, right? Like, that, yep. wasn't that the same game that he had a bunch of drops in? I'm pretty sure it was that one. Like, you you will sit here and say, oh, this is one of the greatest moments ever, da-da-da-da. That moment was great because of what he overcame to get there, right? But you still can't ignore how he was performing throughout the game. You know, don't focus on the results. Yeah, we won, but had he not caught that last one, had he not caught the one that put us over the hump, you know what would have happened? It would have been like, man, this dude, man, he, you, you know, imagine what they would have been saying about him, right? All it takes is that one play, man, that one play that, that matters in the moment. Like, sometimes you can have your moments, and it's happened with a lot of the best of the players, man. Like, um, yeah, when you think of T.O. on that catch, too, it's very memorable. Yeah, he didn't have, like, one of his best games, but he had three drops that should have been easily, like, touchdown plays at times or – plays that he could have made but he savored that moment and had a good emotional moment with the coach so that stands out right yes sir absolutely you know and i i even think about the um the other the one that they call the catch three right the alex smith the vernon davis against the Saints. the niners had no business winning that game man and that I mean, saint's offense people, was explosive yes that was it was the best offense in the league bro they were averaging like 36 points a game something great like that Saints team was really, really good. And, yeah, we were on the road, and we jumped out to a really nice lead, too. I think it was like 17-0 or some shit like that, right? We oh, I think Niner by Nature is trying to call in. Hmm? Yeah, Niner by Nature. Hey, try to call in again, bro. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, Niner by Nature. My uh, Do Not Disturb turns on at 9 o'clock. Let me turn that off. All right. I see the missed call here. Yeah, so, oh, shoot, we got a couple of missed calls, actually. Okay, let's get them in. All right, so the first one, we're going to call back. They, they called first 661. 661, I'm calling. I, I apologize. Do not disturb. Kicked on right at 11 o'clock, man. I don't play. When hey, not- what's up? Uh, 9x9. Hey, what's going on? Who are we speaking to? Uh, this is Beto. I called, uh, I called a long time ago before. Uh, you had a call-in show. All right. Yeah. What's going on, Beto? Thanks for calling in, man. What you got for us tonight? Yeah, I just I think, you know, you know, I see, you know, a lot of people, you know, some people have hate and, you know, Trey, you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but, you know, a lot of people should, you know, and a lot of people say, you know, hey, you know, you should blame him the same way you blame Jimmy. I'm not like, you can't do that. I'm not like, because, you know, he's a rookie. You know, he doesn't have a lot of experience. A rookie, you could give him these kind of breaks. Jimmy G has a long time in this uh, league. He has two Super Bowls be- behind Tom Brady, you know, and 
you know, you cannot compare that to a rookie, you know. If he had the experience that Jimmy has, then you could, you know, you know, say something and you could, you know, say something bad or critique or whatever. But, you know, sometimes you got to give these rookies a break and a lot of people don't realize that sometimes, you know, until they go out and play and they showed up. So, Beto, what you're saying is people need to be a little bit more patient with the incoming guy. Yeah. Right? CG, what do you think about that, man? Is is he right? Is he on to something here? Well, we got to be patient with Trey Lance because he doesn't have much starting experience from the criticism. You know, that's what everybody's talking about. But I feel like you build around Trey Lance. This is going to be a great culture. This team is going to play behind him, and they're going to be happy to play around this kid. Like, yeah, you know, we got to appreciate what we had with Jimmy. You know, we got to appreciate what we had with him. But now it's time to move on to the next chapter and let this kid play. You know, I want to see what he could do. What do you think about that, Beto? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I like that, you know, space because, you know, first of all, you know, it, there's a lot of uh, players that, you know, never got a chance to do what Trey is doing. And when they got that chance, you know, they popped off and they, you know, and a lot of things that I like that I'm seeing about Trey is that, you know, he's calling his right receivers. He's calling his teammates. You know, he's getting all this practice in. You know, he you could tell that leadership is going in because he knows this is his team. And, you know, I don't know what the Niners are doing. They have a plan, but, you know, you're not going to know until later on until I think the the cards that they were dealing with didn't plan the way they did. So that's why all this is happening where he's not getting trade or, you know, he's not being, you know, you know, traded, but, you know, one good thing is that, you know, you could tell this is Trey's team and he's taking charge of what he needs to do as the leader. And, you know, and his teammates are seeing that, so they're rallying behind him. And, you know, you could have a really good season, you know, with a guy like that, you know. So, you know, that's one good thing that I'm starting to see. And plus, you just need Trey to basically uh, throw the ball where it needs to be thrown and have that timing where, you know, you get these good plays and, you know, he'll be a good quarterback because that's one thing that Nick and uh, our other CJ didn't have. They have their moments, but sometimes they'll freak out and they will throw interception and stuff like that, and you need somebody to be calm. And if Trey could be calm, he's going to be a good quarterback and he's going to probably end up being, you know, like we did uh, when we went to the Super Bowl where it was 50 run and 50 catch. So it was even. And, you know, you could have those uh, yard catches and you could have the, those running catches where we had three uh, running backs that had over 500 yards. And because of Trey, he had that mobility. He's going to be uh, scaring people. Is he going to run or is he not? So they cannot spy him because now we have that deep threat that he could, could probably throw a bomb and he could make these, you know, if they're there, he can make these downfield plays. You know, something that, you know, Kyle will maybe trust him and let him do that. Word to Big Bird. Now, 
I got to ask you a question before I let you go, okay? Because you, you're giving right. us a lot, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying, man. I think the offense does open up like what you're saying. We can get some downfield stuff going on. He can make some plays with his legs, and that's going to allow the running backs to move like what you're saying. But I got to ask you a question. I'm going to let you go after this, okay? All right. If by some chance the 49ers had the option to keep Jimmy as a backup, Lower salary, less money on the books, but as a backup, would you keep him here? Uh, as a backup, you know, I wouldn't mind. The only thing that I would worry about is, uh, you know, what would the locker room think? And because, you know, you don't know people. You don't know a player might get mad, a player might get, oh, you know, why am I backup? Or, you know, why am I taking this kind of money, you know? And, you know, you don't want that, you know, basically person in the back nagging you and you're going to be like, oh, shit, you know, he could take my job, you know, whenever, you know, something goes wrong and you don't want that. And then plus, you don't want our fan base, you know, if something goes wrong, asking for Jimmy to play. And, you know, you don't want to, you know, take that kind of, confidence of the kid and i'd rather just have the kid go forward and whatever happens let's go with it because i've been here for the downs i've been here for the ups and you know i just want to see him succeed and you know go forward and whatever happens you know let's you know let's go for it you know so let's go for it beto give me a quick record prediction <laughs> yeah 17 games. What the Niners doing? How many wins we getting? Uh, I think we're going to be around the 9 or 10 wins. 9 or 10 you know, wins. If, yeah, if, the, if our defense is steps up, you know, with the offense we have, we, we could get these kind of wins. Um, plus, one thing that people should know is that we're playing the most Playoff teams and the most Super Bowl contenders this year. So if these guys, if we have Jimmy G in the pocket and they stack the pocket, and they're not going to, you know, we can't do the same thing. But with Trey, they cannot do that. So you have a better way to open the playbook and actually have something there and have something different because they're going to be, a, you know, like Josh Allen when they were afraid of him running and he'll throw the ball. Word. And when they thought he was going to throw the ball, he ran it. Hell so yeah. you don't know what he's going to do. Uh, and that was uh, uh, one thing that faith gives you with that reps that you get and you have that feel of a good quarterback, you know, throwing, you know, what you need to do to, you know, get a touchdown or get a first down. So, you know, that's what I think. Hell yeah, man. Beto, thanks for the call, bro. You have a great night, all right? All right, you too. Um, my name on the thing is Reaper Cobra 96. Reaper Cobra? I don't know if you think I've seen you around. I think I've seen you on John Jay's comments. Oh, I'm going to be looking for you yeah. out there now, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you, all right? All right. All right, B. Have a great day. All right, Hit you the too. like. Hit the like, Great show. subscribe. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Man, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's go. See that, CG? Man, they love it, man. That's what I'm talking about. All right.
I got a couple more missed calls here. Oh man, I got a lot of missed calls here. What is happening here? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hopefully, it's not here by nature. I want this guy in. He said he tried calling. Let me go to call history and go to missed calls. He said the two one eight area code. No, nah, he lying. Ain't no two one eight call. Uh, I got a I got a seven one eight, but that's New York. Is he from seven one eight? Oh, seven one eight. Where where'd it go? Let me look up. Let me let me roll up here. Let me see. Let me see. I think Niner by Nature's pulling our chain here, bro. <laughs> hey, it's, I mean he's finger fitness. Oh, he said two eight one. I'm sorry, two eight one. Let me see. Nope. I don't see a two eight one either. Well, maybe try again, Niner by Nature. Try again. He's on the phone. I think he's dialing the wrong number. Guys, again, if you don't know, that number is two six seven nine four nine four five one three. Okay. All What's right. up, Willow True? Oh, he's calling in the shop. Where'd he go? Don't hang up. Let Let's go. Not about nature. Let's go. It won't let me answer. It's shit loud as hell. Where is it? It won't let me answer. God damn that ringer loud. Hello? Who are we speaking to? Hey, man, what's good? It's not by nature. Let's deal with y'all. Hey, let's go. Hey, let me tell you, every time I see your name, all I want to do is say, you down with OPP? Yeah, that's what I thought of it, too, man. But I'll, this is one of my favorite guests, man. I like this dude. What's going on, man? Now, listen, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm going to mute you every time you speak because uh, that's causing feedback on your end. All right, so what's happening is the speaker that I have the phone connected to is kicking the audio back to the microphone in my phone. So when you speak, I'm going to go on mute. All right. Does that sound good? Oh, that sounds good to me. All right. So CG is thrilled to have you on the show right now. You're getting some flames in the chat and everything. The people are happy to see you. They said, yeah, you know me. Like, listen. You know me? The realest call right here. The realest matter by nature. No pressure at all, (laughs) Niner by nature. By the way, you got the same initials as our show, NBN. Now, I got to ask you a question straight out the gate. I don't want I want you to pretend like nobody else is here. CG's not here. The 105 people watching live right now aren't here. You got to answer this question. I don't want you to think twice about it. You ready? Yeah. If Kyle Shanahan gets swept by the entire division, should he be fired this year? If, if Kyle Shanahan gets swept by the Seahawks, should he be fired? No, not just the Seahawks, the entire division. If we go 0-6 against the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks, should Kyle be fired? Nah, man. I'm not. Look, first of all, I, I, I want to thank you, Mike, for bringing me on. Man. Moments of blessings, brother. Okay. CJ, what's up, man? I know we go back along, uh, back, you know, all the way back, you know what I'm saying? I want to say what's up to the faithfuls, 105 faithfuls that's in the chat room right now. Let's go. You know Let's go. 105? Damn. That calls in too much because you know I get I get kind of nervous behind the behind the mic to be real, but um, you know I'm gonna answer your question. But I think that we should give Kyle Shanahan the time, man, regarding to uh, uh, you know with Trey because um, with Trey, with Trey. Okay. my belief is that Trey gonna Trey gonna set it off. See, see, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people out there, man, saying you know on fitness. Or fatigue, man, get that shit out of here, man. I'm telling you, Trey Lance is going to set the set the world on fire. 
He gonna put he gonna he gonna he going to put the NFL on notice. That's why I always go in the chat room and different chat rooms and say Sir Lance, the king of the NFC. Period. Period. Ain't nobody ain't nobody fucking with this this year. But I'm but I am gonna say though, we do need if if, if this happens, that happens, man, because I don't see it happen. I, I don't I don't see um Seattle, um the Rams or Cardinals sweeping us. Mm. I don't see it at all. Mm-mm. But um, if that happens, I still say give Kyle Shanahan um, some time with Trey because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Trey is, is a different dude. You know what I'm saying? He's a different type of quarterback. Okay. He has the conventional side, and then he also has the side, like kind of like the RG3 type of side, right? He could do both. I mean, like, what quarterback did you know of that's in the league that can do what, what Trey Lance can do? I mean, yes, it's a small sample size, but – at the end of the day, this man, 6'4", 230 pounds, one of four or five, you know what I'm saying, got half half arm talent for days. I think I think a lot of people, man, especially in our division, are hating on Trey Lance. You know what I mean? Because they are scared. They are scared of what Kyle Shanahan is about to do with his hand picked quarterback. And nobody wants that. Nobody will want to see that. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, man, um, I say – we're not going to get swept, swept in the, in the, in the uh, division. So it's hard for me to even answer that, Mike. But uh, at the same time, man, I think that people are out here scared, man, and they do not want uh, Trey Lance to be uh, be successful at all. Yeah. And I think some of our faithfuls are scared out here, man, thinking that Trey Lance is not going to work out. Jimmy G is only the answer. He's Jesus. He's the golden the golden arm, the golden child. Like, man, get out of here, man. Trey Lance is going to set the world on fire. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling you. Mm. <laughs> I know the greatest what, mystery. The greatest mystery, Trey Lance. That's what everybody's going to have to figure out. How bad, you know what I'm saying, how how, how he was going to bust. Josh Allen, how, how he was going to bust, right? Even Lamar Jackson, how he was going to bust. And I'm telling you, I was the first, I was one of the, one of the first people to tell people, like, I'm telling you, Mahomes is going to be great. Allen going to be great. Lamar Jackson is going to be great. And I'm telling you right now, Trey Lance is going to be one of the best quarterbacks oh. in the NFL this year in 2022. He's going to like the he's going to like the he's going to like the, the league on fire. He's going to play everybody on notice. And and put me, you know what? Take this receipt from me. Take this receipt. You know, I, I, I'm telling you, I'm gonna go as far to say Trey Lance will win the MVP and he will and he will get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl as well. What you drinking That's tonight? What are home. you What you drinking tonight, bro? I'm telling you. I love that Kool-Aid. He said he's going to win the MVP? Ooh, Mahomes wanted his MVP his second year. Hey, take that receipt on that, Mike. Hey, you know what? You heard what CG just said. He said, hey, Mahomes won his MVP in his second year. Why not Trey? It's his second year. Nobody has film on him. He's the greatest mystery. What's stopping him, though? No film. Y'all might make me go put some money down on this now. Y'all might be nah for real. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Nine by nature, for real. All jokes aside, you you at home right now? Yeah. What's the last thing you had to drink? Tell me the truth. I had nothing to drink. No, I'm just saying the last like it could have been hours ago. You had water. You had you had some soda. What you, what was the last thing you had to drink? Oh, I had some uh, uh, Canada Dry. Can Canada Dry. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Ginger ale. Cool. Some good ginger ale. Okay. 
All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry they said show some respect. I was just asking the question. My man said Trey Lance going MVP. I was just wanted to make sure that, you know, it I mean, might have been truth serum. You know, they say that, like, you know, drunk drunk words or sober <laughs> thoughts and all that, whatever the expression. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I thought he might have been giving us something. I was just asking my man a question. But do you have a question for myself or one for CG? Yeah, I actually, man, I have a question for uh, all, all y'all. Actually, you, uh, uh, you, Mike, TV, and and the faithfuls, man. You know, at the end of the day, we 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 stay getting Trey Lance as a bust. He hasn't shown enough. He hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. But you see, if you see, if you if you know how to break down film and look at film, you will understand what I'm talking about, where I'm coming from. So, at the end of the day, I want to ask you, you guys, what is stopping Trey Lance from even getting the MVP or taking the Super Bowl, what's stopping him? But injury, but injury. I mean, I mean, you know, bar injury, what is stopping Trey Lance from from having a Mahomes-like second year? I want to know. I I just don't know. There's there's not a much. There's not enough film with Trey Lance. Like the defense is probably thinking, is he gonna run or is he gonna pass? Which one's it gonna be? Because there's like two and a half game samples, and I just feel like they're not giving him enough respect. Their criticism, and I had to put this Jet Scout Daniel Kelly in his place and tell him, did you watch any fit any practice of Trey Lance? And he said no. So I told him your point is invalid, sir. I think. I think the biggest question for Trey Lance this year, uh, th- th- in my opinion, there's two. And one of them is uh, is one that most people aren't going to want to admit. So I'll start with that one, and then I'll go to the easier one. Um, there's been this ongoing question, is is Kyle Shanahan too controlling of his quarterback specifically? Mm. Is, is, does, he, do, does he try to make these guys robotic? Does he want to do it his way or no way at all? You know, um, Jimmy Garoppolo insinuated that a couple of times at the podium. He's going to the podium and they asked him, hey, you don't throw outside the hashes too much. You don't throw downfield a lot. Jimmy smiled and didn't hesitate. Hey, I just call. I just throw the plays that are called. And then you have RG3 come out last week and say. The first read wasn't open. I ran. It was a 76 yard touchdown or 86 yard touchdown, whatever it was. He was like, as soon as I got to the sideline, Kyle Shanahan said, hey, you missed this guy. Is Kyle Shanahan going to be the biggest reason why Trey Lance is reeled in? You know what I'm saying? The line can be long as hell for Trey Lance, but if Kyle keeps reeling them in, it doesn't matter if you can get in the deep water or not with Trey. Kyle's going to keep him in the shallow end. And it takes a special coach to let his quarterback do his thing. Andy Reid is a unicorn. I'm going to say this again. Andy Reid is a unicorn. He went from Mr. Safe and Alex Smith. He even made Alex Smith open it up while he was over there in in uh, in Kansas City. That that might have been Alex Smith's best season as a as a professional in the NFL. He opened it up with Alex Smith, and then he went in. He got this kid in Patrick Mahomes and said, "Hey, you know what? The first read ain't there. Go and have fun." The year they won the Super Bowl, the year that they won the Super Bowl, they were down by double digits, three scores in every single game. And when that happened, Andy Andy Reid said, hey, just go play football, man. If we lose, we lose. And they won every single game. I, I can't tell you the last time I've seen a Super Bowl winner be down three or more scores in every postseason game and still win the chip. 
that takes a special coach to put his pride to the side and say, I don't have the answers. Y'all go be great. That is some phenomenal shit. And I don't know if Alex, I, agree, I, I don't know if Kyle has that kind of whatever the word is, Mox, I, CG, help me out. What, what's the word I want to say? I, I don't know if Kyle has that kind of, it's not restraint. It's the opposite of restraint. It's his ego that gets the best out of him. Like he's very too cute, too conservative. He's trying to get too ahead of himself. It's like you have the moment to win something, but then you want to try something, you know, stop being a tryhard. Just do what you do best and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. What about, what about Matt Ryan? In 
when I told, I told you, I said, I said, uh, I said, Mike, uh, George Kittle is gonna have a a, a blunt like season. He's gonna be the next drunk. I remember, I remember you said, man, you not my nature, you tripping. I remember that. I will never forget that shit. Bro. I will never forget that shit. And then that sounds like something I would say though. I ain't gonna hold you. Broke the record. <laughs> I promise you. That sounds like something That's I would it, say. But, uh, yeah, but good. I mean, it's, it's it's all good, bro. I, I appreciate y'all, man, for bringing me on, CG. Man, keep working hard, brother. I know how that YouTube thing is, man. You know, uh, no, you got, you got to keep grinding, bro. You've been grinding for for a couple of years now. I mean, don't give up on it. Keep doing your thing, man. At the end of the day, we all make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, keep moving forward. You know what I'm saying? God gave you a gift. Keep using that gift because I believe your gift is, is, to, is into doing YouTube and doing videos and putting people's stuff out there. That's you, bro. Keep doing you. And Mike, you know what I'm saying? Keep you, keep doing you. You know what I'm saying? Being uh, being who you are, honest, blunt. You know what I'm saying? Optimistic. You know what I'm saying? Spontaneous. Because I know you, I know you gonna come on tonight. So, um, you know, keep doing you, man. You know, um, I'm praying for Nick. I haven't seen him in a while. So mm-hmm. the, the last last time I heard about him, he was uh, he was uh, coming out of surgery. So, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's doing pretty good, you know, for himself. And I want to thank all the faithful man for uh, allowing me to come in the chat room, talk shit with him. So, um, again, man, I thank y'all. And Sir Lance, the king of the NFC, I'm out. Let's go. Let's go, man. Pattern by nature brings an energy to another level, man. Like, when I see him come into this building, bro, I just feel that energy, just like George Kittle. Hell, yeah. All right, CG, man, you've been a great guest. I got two more questions for you here really quick. One of them comes in the form of a super chat, and this one is from Dutch's. Uh, it says, I think, Dutch, Dutch's. I, I don't know how to say that. I'm sorry. No, 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 wait, wait, no, wait a second. Okay, wait. Uh, it says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how op- optimistic are we about Trey? I'm at a 7 right now. Hmm. Well, I feel like I can I, I can move it up a little bit. Let me go with at least an 8, because I want to see, because I, I believe in the hype, but 8 seems reasonable, because then it can move up more. So I feel like the 8, I'm going with, with an 8 right now. I'm going to say I'm at about a nine. Uh, and this isn't me trying to one-up you or anything like that, but I keep thinking back to Patrick Mahomes sitting behind the statue of Alex Smith. And again, this was Alex Smith's best season. I keep thinking about how they traded up to get him. So did we. I keep thinking about how this kid was athletic, but they wanted him to throw first. So do we. You, I keep you thinking know- about I keep thinking about the deep playoff push that they had, but they lost it all. Sticking with Alex Smith, so did we. And then here's where I land on. There wasn't a single Kansas City Chiefs fan that thought we had the league MVP when the season started. So now I'm thinking, why not us? Why can't I think this going into the season? Because I've seen it done before. We follow the game plan. We let this kid come in and get comfortable with the playbook. Learn the players. He has been out there doing everything you need him to do. Can he run? Yes. Can he throw? Yes. Is he intelligent? Yes. They've given us everything we need to see, and he is in a good system. Why not us? I'm at a nine. I'm at a nine on Trey Lance. I'm sorry. I I, I might be too high, but that's where I'm at, man. Well, I mean, this is why I'm being smart on it. I feel like it can go up. Like, it can go from an 8 to a 10, you know? I'm trying to be realistic because we got to see how he does in the season. But I believe that the 
the the sky's the limit. He's got limitless. He's got potential. This guy can dominate the lead for decades. This is what we've been lacking since Steve Young. That's been a long time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. CG, man, thank you so much for jumping in here, bro. Let people know where to find you. Any final messages or anything like that you want to share with the faithful? I'm going to take a couple more calls. I'm going to let you go. But you go ahead and let them know where to find you and anything else that you want to say to them. The floor is yours. Oh, dude, I definitely appreciate being on the show, Mike, bro. You've been awesome. It was great to have you on my show like months ago, dude. I had to do a favor, you know, maybe down the road I'll definitely want to come back in. This was fun, dude. Oh, where you guys can find me? CG Ruthless Sports, you know. You want brutally honest? Come on my channel. I'll keep it a book. Um, NFC West Network, it's definitely growing in this division where we have Niners, Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks. We debate every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Check it out. I do my 49ers round check every Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. You guys want to check it out? You got any questions? Go in the comments, but definitely hit that subscribe button. But if you guys want to follow me, go on Twitter on CG Ruthless one and on Instagram, CG Ruthless. And there you go. You guys can find me from right there, man. As always, go Niners. Let's go. That's how you end it, man. Thanks to my guest, guys, CG Ruthless Sports, jumping in here, man. My man was a phenomenal guest. But, guys, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. Don't leave. I see all in here saying great show, show was fired, da da, da. Don't leave. Brian, I see you in here, man. Thanks for calling in. I got some missed calls I got to get back to, okay? I got some missed calls I got to get back to. So we're going to put this back up here. Don't tell my wife. She's ready. She's ready for me to come to bed, okay? Her back is hurting. She wants me to come to bed. But, guys, I'm not done with y'all yet, okay? I'm not done with y'all yet. So we're going to keep rocking. 415, I'm calling you back in three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They said Mike wasn't on time. That ring was right on time. Let's go. Let's go. That was not my wife calling me. Hello? Hello, you are live with nothing but Niners. Who are we speaking to? What's up, Mike? Sean. Oh, Sean, let's go. Let's go, guys. This is the one and only Sean. <laughs> oh, shit. What was that? I think... Oh, man, just watching, you know, watching him watch another program, getting mad because you're, you're so loud right now. Did you get it? <laughs> of course I got it. Hey, Kanan, what's going on, Playboy? What's my man doing over there? Hey, man. You know, I've uh, this whole thing about Jimmy, man, it's like Trey has to be better. Like, he has to be better. A lot of the times that we won those games because of Jimmy, Jimmy got us in that position. Like, he's supposed to be like a ball control quarterback. He's nothing. What's the ball control? He didn't have ball control. Hey, Sean, let me ask you a question, man. For for a while now, we've been watching and, yeah. and, and observing Jimmy. And, uh, you know, 2017, I was I was as high on Jimmy Garoppolo as anybody could be. Uh, 2018, it was only for two games. I felt that way. And I was like, man, those games weren't the best. But maybe he was nervous. The season was just getting started. 2019 came and went. And I think that's where I got tricked. I think 2019 was where I really, really started tripping. I think I bought into the wins and not the performance, not the play of the player. Um, so I guess my right. question to you is, when did you realize Jimmy was not who we thought he was? Because for me, it was definitely 
the end of 2019, like in the Super Bowl, when Shanahan didn't go for it, didn't didn't use those timeouts, I knew in that moment he didn't trust his quarterback. And during our halftime show, by the way, I believe that still is our highest viewed video, over 28,000 views. I killed Shanahan in that halftime show for being – you had Andy Reid go yeah. for it not once but twice – on fourth downs in the first half. Andy Reid showed you, I'm not here to lose. Where Kyle took timeouts to the locker room in the first half. I was pissed. And that's when I knew something was up with Jimmy Garoppolo. When did you realize that Jimmy wasn't who we thought he was? When he did his freaking volleyball setup pass at the end of the Super Bowl. What the heck was that? What the heck? I've never seen somebody do a double hand, throw the ball in the air because they're about to get sacked, like on your final play in the Super Bowl. I, I mean, that was bad. I've never ever. Oh no, I take that back. And then he did it again last year. Same type of play. Panic. Was it against Seattle? I can't remember who it was against. He did the same like. Mm-hmm. Alley oop, volleyball, desperation, mm-hmm. like something you would never want to show. Like, yeah, I was a professional quarterback. Not yeah. that we don't have those things in life, but I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty rough, bad. man. It, it, it got rough, and you know, I I I tried to come on and apologize to Jimmy two shows ago, maybe last show, and I was saying, you know, the play uh, in the NFC Championship game against the Rams, where Von Miller and Aaron Donald are bearing down on him. Uh, the interception throw, it was to Jamichael Hasty or whoever that running back was. And I felt like that was a terrible throw. Like you're throwing it behind you, but I gave him a little bit of a pass, but I was still over Jimmy. I was still down on him and I felt like yeah. it was just terrible. I mean, I'm glad that you saw it also. My thing is this, because you are a person that you've been adamant. Like I want Jimmy gone. Would you be against having him as a backup? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. No, go. Get him out of here, man. Like, because it's just going to cause turmoil. There's no way that you could have so many players returning next year. They recognize him as the leader. And then to have him just say, well, I'm just going to take a back seat now, it, it would cause division. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a great guy. I mean, it's not Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. It's completely different. Drew Bledsoe was hurt, right? Wasn't he hurt? And then he, he mentored Brady, kind of, because he had to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not going on here. All right, so then let me ask you this question, all right? If you could wave a magic wand, okay, and this is anything, mm-hmm. anybody, you could wave a magic wand, you have the entire 49ers current roster, you wave a magic wand and get one 49er from the past, any one of them, to come in and help this team, who would guarantee or come the closest to the 49ers winning a Super Bowl this year? Add any one player from the past 49ers to this team. Who would give us the best chance of winning a Super Bowl this year? All right, so this is hard. So Ronnie Lott's my favorite player of all time, and I would say him, but that actually wouldn't get us a Super Bowl. Um Deion Sanders. <laughs> if we had Deion Sanders, yes. we'd have a Super Bowl. 
Yes, the biggest. That's the only player to this day that I've ever seen where people would not throw to a side of a field for. Like, no other cornerback is like that. Not even Ramsey, none of these guys. And they're great, but literally teams would not throw to him because he would pick it off. Or they were afraid they were afraid he was going. I to. will say this, and it's the only time in my life that I paid attention to it. Now, I'm not saying what you just said isn't true. I didn't watch every Dion game, so I can't say that that's not true. But in my lifetime, in the last seven years, I saw Aaron Rodgers avoid Richard Sherman's side when he was with the Seahawks for an entire game. Jordy Nelson was invisible that entire game. Aaron Rodgers refused to throw to Richard Sherman's side, and I had never seen that before in my life. And I thought, holy smokes, I am witnessing greatness. And it's it's just they played they played football with a half a field because of one player. That was the most incredible yeah. thing I'd ever seen. So if you're telling me that Deion Sanders had that kind of respect, I'm going to have to agree with you, especially because – the secondary is the biggest concern for most people on defense right now. That's the biggest question mark. So I, I like that answer, man. Good. good no, I, if, you, if, you, if you can imagine hit Sherman, but with like, what is it, 4 1 or 4 2 speed, if he gets the ball. Like, just look at the highlights of the 94 season, how, how Dion was playing that year. Not, I mean, I think that was his best year. He might have had a better year with the Cowboys after statistically, but at least, I don't know. I don't know of any other weakness we really have if we could shut down half of the field no one would do anything then for defense i like it all right my final thing is to open the floor to you i don't know if you had a specific question that you called in for or a comment but the floor is yours to get off whatever it is that you wanted to do no i just did <laughs> i did it's a thing i i i can't believe some people really still want jimmy around you know i'm and, sorry um I'm it's sorry. not that i hate him it's just I've never felt comfortable, like, the whole season, the whole season watching, there wasn't a point in the game where I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're just going to, we're going to kill this team and we're going to run away with it. No. It was like we were fighting the whole game. Yeah. And half of the bonehead plays were from him. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, the team sport, but. I, I am guilty to wanting to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, but let me be very clear in what I'm saying. I don't want him as a starter. I don't think Jimmy will be a locker room yeah. distraction. I don't think players are going to say, oh, put in Jimmy because Trey threw an interception. I think plenty of players on the offense remember Jimmy missing them, not even looking their direction. I don't think that's an issue. I would love, absolutely love to have Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup quarterback for this team playing for about six, seven million dollars a year. I would absolutely love it. And I'm sorry that I feel that way. I want you guys to convince me that I'm wrong, but we keep, the only rebuttal to that is, oh, it's going to create a rift in the locker room. No, it won't. There was no rift in the locker room last year when Jimmy was playing like trash. There was no riot for Trey Lance to get the starts other than from us fans. If Kyle could manage that situation, knowing that we traded up and acquired a quarterback to replace a guy that we thought was bad or not good enough, and there was no riot then from the players? Why would there be a riot when Jimmy is restructured and shown to be a backup by the salary? I just don't see it. Come think, on. Come I on. Think, you know Jimmy. Look at Jimmy's dad was a union man, right? How do we know his dad wasn't a mafia guy? How do we know this, Mike? How do we know behind the scenes he's just not pushing buttons, right? Like, 
my son, come on, Garoppolo. Come on, Mike. Come I hear on. You. He I said my you. dad was in the union all my life. Yes. No, no, no. I look I, up to him. I bet he does look up to him. Right. No, no, no. I'm I get I get that. But can you can you honestly tell me that Jimmy wouldn't be the best backup quarterback for the 49ers this year? You can you could you name me one quarterback? And when I say best backup, I also mean it in the sense that this guy knows he's not gonna be the starter. Can you tell me like Jimmy knows he's not more physically talented and able than Trey Lance, right? Like he has to know. Like, so what what would what would be the problem? I don't know. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just saying I want someone to convince me of it, but I just haven't been convinced yet. I think Jimmy would be a phenomenal backup for the 49ers. A great, a good starter somewhere else, Maybe. but a phenomenal backup for the 49ers. Maybe Brady could get hurt, and then we could have Jimmy and Brady as our backup. All right, I see what you did there. All right, I'm gonna shut up then. All right, that's cool. That was good. I I see I see what you did there, man. I see what you did. Sean, man, thank you so much for calling in. I really, really appreciate you, man. Thanks for your time, your energy, your money, man. Like everything. Thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it. Ah, come on, man. It's all good. Hey, Kanan. Kanan. Let me hear you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye, buddy. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all heard from Sean and Kanan on one call. Sean and Kanan on one call, man. That made my entire night. I can't end now because I got another missed call I got to get to, and this is from somebody in Jersey. I see a 973 on here. I'm going to call back. Oh, they said I'm leaving work. going to call in 10 minutes. Let's see if we're still on when they call. Oh, wait. They played a voicemail? Let's see. My. Mike. What does that mean? I'm calling 973 back. They just said Mike. I'm calling 973 back. Then I got to go to bed because my wife is going to kill me. Uh, crazy. <laughs> Mike. Yo, what's going on? 973 in the building. Who are we speaking to? It's E-Nice, baby boy. What's good? What's good? Ah, E-Nice is in the building. Let's go. Oh, my God. This, this call-in show has been great. I'm getting all, like, the chat room greats. Like, this is this is incredible. I'm, I'm hyped up. I'm psyched. How you feeling? What's going on, bro? Taking it easy, man. Glad to get in, man. Glad to get one in. All right. So I, I promised everybody an original and a unique question, and then I also promised everybody that we are off limits to nothing. You can ask whatever you want. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first, homeboy. All right. So he said, it's your show. You do what you want to do. I'm going to ask you this question unique to only you. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. D'Amico Ryans gets taken from the 49ers. And so does Kyle Shanahan. Who on this current staff would you want to be the head coach? Or from a previous staff that might be available. I ain't gonna say no. I don't know the coaches like that. Like I mean, okay. Uh, I hey, it's okay. I got another one for you. Don't don't even don't even go there. Don't go there. I'm I'm gonna give you one that you're comfortable with. You ready? You you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. I can see you talking, but I can't hear you. Oh shit! You can't hear me. Hello. Is that better? 
I knew you love me. Yeah, I knew you. They said I have the weirdest questions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, let me let me think of something a little different here. Okay. All right. Let's let's reflect on this rookie class that we just had here, right? Uh-huh. If you could take one rookie out of this whole draft class and make him an all pro, that rookie would have to give us the best shot at being a Super Bowl team. Which rookie or position would it be of all the people that we drafted this offseason? So what I'll do is running back. The run oh Ty Davis Price. Just because if we got the end, we already got Bolter. The wide receiver is still Debo and I knew. So I think the missing piece could be running back if you want to get pick fill in a piece. <laughs> I like that. Here, yeah, let me let me t- let me tell you why I like that. Let me tell you why I like that, right? One, I told y'all I liked him because his name was Tyrion, but Ty Davis Price, right? The running back in this system has been devalued so much. Everybody feels like Kyle Shanahan can take any running back and make him good, make him a pro bowler. I said if this person is an all-pro, we have a really good shot at winning the Super Bowl. If you give Kyle Shanahan an all-pro running back, the league is in freaking trouble. We have a defensive end in Drake Jackson that we went with. You put, you make him all-pro across from another all-pro and, and Nick Bosa, that's scary. But you said, nah, I ain't going to go there. What about the wide receiver, Danny Gray? You was like, no, I'm not going to go there. We already got an all-pro in Debo. We're not going to go there. Offensive lineman, we already got an all-pro in Trent Williams. Cornerback, well, we don't have an all-pro over there, not yet, right? Well, you went with the running back position. Well, I'm, but you went with Ty Davis Price, man. That is a phenomenal pick right there because that means the offense is doing something special. Running backs don't get all yeah. pro nods if the offense isn't one of the top ten in the league. That's scary. That is scary, man. All right, I'm gonna shut up. The floor is yours. Say that again. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What'd you say? The run pass option with him, like if we got a good running back and he can do like running back goes to the right and then trade goes to the left, that's gonna mess up a lot of the teams this year. Let's go. I'm sorry, I know y'all can still hear me. All right, cool. I, I agree with you. That got me hype, man. And this, like I said, TDP is like right away my favorite running back on the roster, right behind or right ahead, I'm sorry, of Trey Sermon. So TDP is number one on my list. Uh Trey Sermon's number two on my list. Um I'm excited, man. I, I hope you're right. But let's go ahead, man. Let's get to your call. What uh, what question did you have for me tonight? Actually, I mean, oh, do you know what Don Pepe's is? Don Pepe's is a, a restaurant is a, in North New Jersey. I was going to say it was a shoe. I thought it was a luxury shoe. So I was wrong. All right, so tell me about this restaurant in North New Jersey. What what's special about this thing, Don Pepe's? Nah, it's a seafood restaurant. They get you know, give you big lobster and stuff with the rice and stuff like that. Really, it's a seafood place. Yes, sir. I wanted to see if you're gonna come down and check the person out. I tell you what, hold on now. I have a kid-free weekend coming up. 
Okay. And uh, I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to take my wife there. Now, is this a place I can make a reservation? Yes. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to call my Look wife. No, I'm going to I'm gonna call my wife right now while we live on air. She's going to kill me. I'm a, I'm a little, uh, I just woke up, so I'm a little kind of lazy right now. It's all right. I'm going to call her. Hold on. Let me see what she... Hey, babe, when uh, what weekend? What weekend don't we have kids? Twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth. Twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth. All right, one of my callers, uh, they're on the line right now. They're saying we have to go to a seafood restaurant called Don Don Pepe's. Don Pepe's. Okay. All right, I'm going to make a reservation for us. Which day do you want to go? 22nd, 23rd, or 24th? Which one you want to go? Uh, let's go the 22nd. That's a Friday night? Yep. All right, it's there. We in there. Okay, good night. All right, good night. Let's go. That's it. Don Pepe's, the 24th, I mean 22nd. All right, All right. so we in there. Now, Now is this, a, is this an establishment you, uh, you frequent? Actually, I I just came back to New Jersey like a year ago, so I ain't been missing something back. Okay, but it's a place I like a lot. Okay, it's been around for a long time. All right, we in there, we in there, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. I can't wait. I love seafood too. I love seafood. Log is coming, It's going down, y'all. He done made a recommendation. I'm gonna tear it up. I figured out. I knew you was in Jersey, so I want to get you down to Newark. See how you're gonna be going, you know I mean? I haven't been in Newark since I, I stopped getting in trouble. So it's in Newark. <laughs> she yelling. Now she yelling from the bedroom. It's in Newark. Don't worry. It's all right. We're gonna go. Maybe we'll make it a double date. I'll call Jim and see if you want to go with Yoli. She ain't listening. All right, so was there any all right now? E nice, I gotta know, man. Any other questions or anything like that you had for me tonight before we let you go? Nah, but I was getting on with what you were trying to say. Man. You, you need like, like you know how uh, what's the Aaron Rodgers say? Relax. The R E L E X. You need to chill, man. Just C H I L. Oh me. The Jimmy thing. Let Jimmy chill. Me. Wanna... I gotta chill. No, all of us. I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. I, I thought I thought I did something. Okay. I heard you saying like chill. You was like, oh, keep Jimmy around and this that. I think he had better peace later, especially if somebody else get hurt. Right. Then we can really use that diamond, you know what I mean, as a diamond, not sell it as a bronze, nothing. See, see, he's the most winning quarterback we had in three years. So we, you know, put some respect on his name and try to wait till we got that right. You know what I mean? That right. Chill out, chill, just chill. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I've been saying to people, bro. You saying the same shit I'm saying right now. I'm sitting here like, yo, I understand that he's not the starter, but y'all can't tell me that if we have a three-game stretch where we got to win two of the games and our starter gets injured, you would not have confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo. That's why I want better than Brock Purdy. I mean, what is that? Boy, man, Brock Purdy, Nate Sudfeld, ain't none of them going to do what Jimmy can do. And none of the other guys won no games with Mullen and the guy we had before that. Right, so, he nice man. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Win. 
you you have you have made my night because I honestly thought that I was by myself in this sentiment. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did not think anybody else shared those feelings with me, man. I think Jimmy would be a phenomenal quarterback. And you know what you said that was even better? You said he would be a diamond in the rough instead of bronze if he was the backup. Correct. I said he would be the best backup in the league. Best backup in the league. And I think he's kind of weak at it because I don't know if he wants to be a superstar. I think he kind of want to be just Jimmy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't think he wants to. That yeah, that's thing. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's it. That's it. Now, this is a phenomenal call. Not because he agreed with me. Not because he agreed with what I said. But because... He made sense to me. That's that's it. He made sense to me. All right, man. Be nice. I'm going to let you go, bro, man. Thank you for calling, and I appreciate it. Love you more, Mike. You know what I mean? Night is That's right. All right. I'm going out there to Don Pepe's on a Friday night. I'm going to get off of work. I got a reservation, so I got to run home. My bathroom better be done by then. If my bathroom isn't done by then, it's going to be a problem. I'm going to jump in the hot tub, turn the bubbles on, get all nice and lathered up. Oh, we might wash the beard out a little bit, do a little something, something in the beard. Huh? Put some smell good in the hair, put some good cologne on, and then head up to North Jersey. I ain't been to Newark in I don't know how long, man. Hey, Don Pepe's, here we come. I'm going to go look at that menu, man. This Oh, some seafood. Mm, let's go. Let's go. I'm hungry. I'm hungry right now. It's crazy. It's crazy how hungry I am right now. My mouth watering and shit, and I got more phone calls to make. All right. Let me see who else called in. Let me go to the missed calls. Hey, yo, Smitty, what's your what's your area code, man? Damn, I got a missed call from four minutes ago. Is Smitty 916? Oh, bro, I don't do beard oil only. So listen, this is what I do. I have a beard shampoo, right? I shampoo the beard. I get all Santa Claus-like, right? I'm all white and lathered in the face. And then after that, after that's all done, this better be Smitty. This better be Smitty. God dang, this loud. This ain't Smitty. Stop it. Hold on. I can't. It's not letting me call it. Oh, shit. That was terrible. That shit said the phone number was 299-999-9999. Nah, that's not good. So listen, sandalwood oil. I have one of those oils, too. If I showed y'all the oils I had for my beard, y'all would think I had a problem. Oh, Smitty said that was him. Wait, Smitty, you was 299-999-999? But... I got this lather, right? You put it in, you, you scrub the beard. Okay. You are on What's with up? nothing but Niners. Who we got the pleasure of speaking to? This is Smitty. Uh, yeah, I don't know Smitty! Hey, let's go, baby. I, I, I heard you have a voicemail waiting for you. Do you have the ability to check voicemails? Yeah, I can check voicemail. Hold on. You want me to check it now while we live? Okay. When, when I hang up, maybe, maybe check it. Oh, shit. You're not cursing me out, are you? No, no. There may or may not be a voicemail waiting for you. 
All right, cool. So let's let me let me tell everybody about my beard, my beard routine really quick, okay? Oh wait, babes. Hey. Yeah. Wait here. Come here, please. I love you. I'm almost done the show, and then I'm gonna come in there and tear your back up. That sounded bad. My wife's back is hurting. I'm gonna massage. I bought her this massage gun for her back. Is what I meant. I'm gonna massage my wife's back. That's what I meant to say. All right. So I got this. I got this nice shampoo with mint and everything in it It tingles when you use it you rinse that out afterwards you turn to santa claus first you're all white here then you rinse it out and then there's this this conditioner also has mint in it right tea tree mint and everything you rub it in really good nice and thick and you let it sit for three minutes okay not 60 seconds not 120 seconds a like 180 straight seconds let it sit in there you rinse that joint out and then after you're done your shower, now now it's just air drying, right? Don't 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 blot it. Don't put a towel on it. You finish your shower, okay? Then when that's done, you go and you get this balm. It's a beard balm, not not just an oil, not a lotion. It's very thick. It's hard. You get it. You put it in the palm of your hand. You rub it in, and then you massage the beard. You massage it all in, and then after that, you get the oil. Your oils are scented, all right? So you have the sandalwood. I have a <clears throat> vanilla. What are, what are some other scents I have? I got sandalwood. I got vanilla. I got some other hard ass like log cabin shit. Like it's all all gunmetal. Gun That's the other one. I, I actually like that one. Gun barrel. Gunmetal barrel. Like I really like that one. Like you put those in there in your hand and you rub it on the outside of the beard and it gets it all nice and soft and supple and whoo. All right, Smitty, you still there? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I I was taking notes. All right, there you go. Hey, look, if you need if you need a recommendation, I got you. How the hell is your number two nine 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 nine? Well, good thing that's not my number because you just gave it out to everybody. But no, that's not my number. I don't know why it's coming through that way, but uh, uh, that's the way. It, uh, maybe they're protecting me. I don't know block number i guess if i thought it was a real number i would have never said it on air but that's all good man smitty all right so this is what i'm doing I'm man this is a call-in show here now you are a 49ers great i have never seen a cardinals fan infiltrate the 49ers community the way that you have uh have you started claiming the niners as your as your favorite team yet or no no i i never will because i don't i don't I don't subscribe to the old like changing teams, you know, routine. Like I, I'm an analyst first, so I wear an analyst hat. Um, you know, even over being a Cardinal fan, I'm an analyst first. I can unbiasedly, you know, talk about the Cardinals, unbiasedly talk about this and that. And and Trey Lance, I was a bigger fan of pretty much than anybody I could find. You know, I, I know I think you were the other one on, on your show that liked them pretty 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 well, right? You were you were on board, I think, pretty early, but but uh, you know, I was trying to get Raj and all these guys on board because I know they like fields right away. I've been on Trey Lance from from day one, so I'm such a big Trey Lance fan. They call me Trey Lance's agent, you know, on our show. But I'm such a big Trey Lance fan that it comes off, I think, like I'm the biggest Niner fan in the world. So like, even when I That's run true. into my own followers outside of the Niner shows that I do do, they think I'm you know I'm a big Niner fan and everything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I I, I think this offense is going to be unbelievable i feel like i'm bringing an unbiased take to it i think that's why the quad box community likes me so much is because i don't 
I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not here to talk up the Niners just to talk up the Niners, you know, like I'm here to actually speak my mind as far as how I see it really shaken out for this team. And I think it, it's, you know, sometimes I, I'm not kind to Kyle. Sometimes I'm really hard on John. And sometimes I think that that rubs people the wrong way, but I'm just being real. Like there are problems, you know, Kyle has an issue with personnel and committing to quarterbacks and, and, you know, he's an amazing offensive coordinator and scheme guy, but he's not, he's still learning to become a head coach. He's making big mistakes. The whole Jimmy thing, not signing Debo and still waiting to sign Debo. These are all coaching mishaps and missteps that well, all right. continue to all make. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. I got to challenge you here. What the fuck has Debo done that warrants him just having to be extended, having to be signed right now? Because if I'm Kyle, this past offseason, you ain't getting signed until after I franchise tag you. There's no reason for me to rush to sign you. I don't want that attitude or diva mentality in my locker room. What has what has Debo Samuel done to warrant this automatic third year, not fourth year, third year extension? Like, what what am I missing here? How how about playing two positions? How about if I hire somebody at a restaurant and they they want to be the they want to be the restaurant manager and the head chef, and they're not getting paid a dime more than anybody else. And we don't even know what conversations they had in the in the during the season. It seems to me, and I'm guessing here and speculating, but it seems to me that maybe there there was in, it was insinuated that things would be taken care of faster than they have. That's kind of my guess because of the way Debo is. And anybody that knows Debo or sp- speaks to Debo or talks to Debo, he's such a chill guy. And 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 even on that live stream that got leaked, or, or his mom actually didn't get leaked. His mom was live streaming his reaction. And when AJ Brown told him on a live stream. Hey, they offer me like 19 or 20 million and Debo very genuinely, not in a way of like, you know, he's pissed off at the Niners. It was like a real sad way that he put it. He's like, man, I didn't even get an offer. You know, like Debo's hasn't been out there just doing what everybody's suggesting he's doing. He's getting such a bad, uh, uh, he's getting such a bad hand dealt to him here. And everybody's just coming down on Debo when, what, what is he doing different than any other player? Look at DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf was is in a situation where it's very similar, and just because he didn't do it early on, no one's talking about it. And I think it's just everybody had a whole lot of time on their hands, and when Debo decided to try and make his one move for a contract extension, which, Mike, does happen walking into one year left on your deal. That is... Hello? Smitty! Smitty! Smitty, come back! No! Smitty! Hello? Are you there? Yo, Smitty, he was going off. All right, fuck that. I'm calling Smitty. I got his real number. I got, I got Smitty's real number. I don't know what happened there. Smitty? Hello? Smitty! No, nah, because I had... Oh, man, I had a point to prove. 
and now now the phones aren't working. Don't do this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll call Smitty. I will call Smitty myself. Hold on now. Oh, we about to get real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's about What's to get up? real. All right, Smitty. I'm I'm calling you back for real. Fuck that that phone line bullshit. Cause we got disconnected somewhere. You were going off, and this was about to get really, really good. You okay? Where was I at? Where was I at? Let me just jump right back in. You were saying like Debo Samuel's been dealt a bad hand. Look at what DK Metcalf went through, and look at Debo. What? Okay, let me back up. Let me back up. Let, let me back up. I can pretty much guarantee you the whole chat is gonna say facts, facts, facts the whole way through about what I'm I'm about to say. Debo Samuel stepped outside being orthodox. He played running back. He played wide receiver. He did it in advance, putting his body on the line, making his career probably this much shorter. And I'm putting up my hand, making one of those little, like, you know, little bit, little itty bitty movements. He did that. He did that without getting any extra money. He stepped outside the, the lines of normalcy. And this coaching staff, the organization, John Lynch, they should have done the same thing instead of playing this whole, well, the Niner ways to wait. To wait for what? What good? What tangible reason? They want to extend them. They already said they're going to extend them. They want them here. So your point of, and Mike, I love you. I'm not yelling at you. Your point of that, what has he done to prove it? doesn't even matter. That's irrelevant because they've already committed verbally in front of everybody publicly that they're going to extend him. They're going to get a deal done. So what tangible reason is there for waiting to sign Debo Samuel to an extension when all it's doing is causing friction, all it's doing is causing divide between the fan base and Debo Samuel and a lot of hatred being built up. Mm. There's no reason not to take care of a player outside the bounds of normalcy when he did the same thing on the field and possibly shortened his career to put it all on the line. And I, my last thing I'll say is I believe based on the way Debo's conducted himself and even that live stream with his mom where AJ Brown asked uh, or said, I got offered 20 million. And then in the Debo's response to as well, I didn't even get an offer. Like the way he said it wasn't spiteful, wasn't ink full of anger. It was like statin. This guy's just been waiting for the Niners to show up at the table to talk about extending him. And the Niners have been waiting and the Niners didn't step up John or Kyle and try and put the fire out when the fan base was attacking Debo Samuel. This whole thing has been botched from the beginning. Oh, it's my turn. It's my turn. It is my turn. Okay. You ready for this, Smitty? Listen to me. After having the best year out of DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and A.J. Brown by at least 150 yards, Debo Samuel is still in last place for receiving yards of all four of those wide receivers. What the hell has he endured that makes him so different than anybody else. Okay, so number one, Mike, he was the number one wide receiver in yards per, per, per catch in the entire NFL. Number one in the entire National Football League. Yards per catch. Yeah, that's number due, one. That, wait, wait, wait. I'm with you. Now let me respond to just that. That's not due to him. That's due to my coordinator and spacing in the scheme. I, I don't agree. <laughs> how, 
What? How don't you agree? You're telling me that Kyle Shanahan doesn't manipulate the spaces and the movement of the defense with his player sets? Mike, That's what Kyle does. Uh, Come uh, on, bro. Mike, a, a player that catches short passes is not at an advantage to lead the league in yards per catch. If, if it's short dump-offs, which is a lot of what he had to do because Jimmy G can't throw a foot long down the field. He can only throw a foot, foot long on a commercial that – you have this guy making all of this. All of this was made by Debo. Debo, yeah, sure, he's set up nicely. They're blocking. Their offense is, is built for this stuff. I get that. But you can't, like, pick apart, like, oh, Cooper Cup wouldn't do this if they didn't have this. You know, if they didn't put him in the slot all the time. They put Cooper Cup in the slot. You can't separate that situation from the player. Debo Samuel was the number one wide receiver in the entire National Football League, and he had a disadvantage in not running long routes. Number one. And on top of that, you know – you know what, what what he ranked in yak yards? In yak yards, yards after catch, after catch, second in the entire NFL. Debo Samuel had the benefit of being on a team that had two other players that could take the top off of defense. He had the benefit. And even Cooper Cup didn't have this. And they were on a loaded team over there. He had George Kittle. He had Brandon Ayuk. There was no other wide receiver in such an advantageous position as Debo Samuel, bro. And y'all not going to act like every single pass that Jimmy threw to Debo was four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Because when Debo hit him on those slants, I mean, when uh, Jimmy hit him on the slants, he went crazy. But the reason why the slants work is because of the spacing that Kyle Shanahan created with his players. Are you are, are y'all saying have a good night? Please make sure you go back and listen. Uh, start from the where are we at? Oh, I can't tell. Start from the two hour, five minute mark, Sin. Start from there. Then you can pick up from where you left off. Bro, Smitty, like Debo, I'm not saying, all right, let me be clear with what I'm saying here, right? Can you are you still there? Oh, I'm here. Okay. Hey. Let me be clear with what I'm saying. Debo makes the 49ers a better team. I want Debo on this team. The 49ers and Trey Lance and Debo are a better team than the 49ers and Trey Lance without Debo. I want to be very clear at what I'm saying. This is not hate on Debo. But Debo owes a lot of his success to the scheme and the play design of Kyle Shanahan. Debo is not Debo in space the way that he is with Kyle Shanahan. Because Kyle Shanahan is the type of guy that will manipulate a linebacker with his fucking fullback. Most teams don't even have a fullback. But Kyle will manipulate the way that linebacker has to move and where he lines up based off of just a fullback. A position that 88% of the teams don't use in the NFL. Okay? So he is benefiting from being here with Kyle Shanahan. And don't take my uh, don't take my vulgar language as a as an attack on you. I'm just putting no, some no problem. Yeah, I'm just sprinkling some uh, sauce on it. That's all. All right, but I, yeah, look, look, go ahead. I mean, no one's no one's arguing that. No one's arguing that Kyle isn't. That's that's why I said the top. Kyle's a great offensive mind, a great team guy, but he's made a lot of bad decisions with personnel and decisions that are relating to coaching, like giving Debo one touch in the second half of that game against the Rams. That's coaching. That's not his scheme failing. That's Shanahan failing. Yeah. Shanahan's failed at a lot of areas in terms of moving, uh, making decision and, and rolling with Trey, 
whether it's passing on Tom Brady because he's only marginally better than Jimmy G, according to like there's time after time after time there's mm-hmm. personnel and mm-hmm. coaching mishaps that continue to happen. No one's arguing the scheme isn't amazing. No one's arguing any of that. But I find it hard to to dissect something and say that Debo, you can only give Debo so much credit because we're going to take away this, take away that. You could play that game the entire way down every single wide receiver in the NFL. Cooper Cup isn't Cooper Cup. If you take him out of the slot, he's lucky he gets to play in the slot because you can't get double teamed in the slot. Like, we can't play that game and take away stuff from Debo. He was number, I don't know what number you said he was, but he's one, two, three, four, fifth in the NFL in yards last year. Fifth in the NFL with 14.05. He had over 300 rushing. If you add that rushing, those rushing stats, which a lot of them, were considered statistically rushes when he caught the football, but he caught the football behind the quarterback, so it ended up being counted as a rush. If you add his 300 yards to the 14, he's second in the NFL only behind Cooper Cup in receiving yards. You can't do that, And on top of that, it's like if I came to you, Mike, and I said, hey, you're going to be an attorney, okay? You're going to be my attorney. Let's say you had a law degree. You're my attorney, but I'm also going to ask you to be my accountant, and you're going to work on the accountant stuff about 60% of the time. You, you have, it's not your fault you can't be an attorney 40% of the time. You're literally doing two jobs. And then I hear, I hear people, it, makes, it drives me nuts when I hear people say that Debo hasn't done enough to earn something because he's only ranking here as a wide Damn. receiver. Well, why do you ask him to go play running back 60% of the time? And then my last point that you can go on after this, and again, me yelling at you isn't me yelling at you, it's me yelling it's at the topic. The last I got point, you. It's all good. It's all good. Keep the, going. The, the last point. The last point is that Debo Samuel, before the transition officially happened to him being a wide back versus wide receiver, he was in the top five or six in the NFL for wide receivers, for statistically speaking. Debo Samuel's done not, like I'm so on the other side of what you're saying. Debo Samuel is the one thousand percent definition of a player you give an extension because let's say everything I said doesn't matter. Let's say every single thing I said doesn't matter. You know what does matter? Debo is on this team. Debo is a perfect fit for this team. So this team needs Debo more than any other team in the NFL, and they better give him an extension because the fit is perfect. So even if you're right and he goes somewhere else and sucks, Debo Samuel deserves that extension because together, this is gold. Together, they are a match. This works perfectly. And if anybody had eyeballs last year, they knew it wasn't like Debo tripped and fell into stats and he did really well. He was the reason for everything. All right. I'm going to agree with you with this. Debo Samuel does deserve an extension. He should not be paid top five at his position of wide receiver in the NFL. He shouldn't. Will he be? Yes. He'll come in at number four when he signs his contract, whether it's with the Niners or with someone else, it's just the next man up gets a certain contract. If you're not the best, you won't beat the best. He's not that person. He's not the best wide receiver in the NFL. He'll sign in at number four overall when he signs his contract. Let me be clear here. Now, last year, he put up 14 and 1,405 yards uh, receiving and another 300-plus in rushing. If you add together... His 2020 and 2019 receiving yards, it does not equal what he did in 2021. I don't know why 49er fans are afraid to say that last year was the anomaly. 
Who's to say you're ever going to get that kind of production out of Debo Samuel? And then factor in the fact that there's rumors, I don't know, those 365 rushing yards, people are saying, oh, he's saying he doesn't want to do that anymore. Well, then that devalues this guy. That doesn't add to his value. That doesn't make me want to sign you to bigger money. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. If you are going to ask me to do less in my system, then you should accept less as payment. If you're going to continue to do what you do, you'll be paid accordingly. If you're going to do more than what you did, then you'll be paid more than what I was going to offer you. But if you're going to sit here and tell me straight up, hey, I don't want to be a wide back, which is a title that you made up. I don't want to do that anymore. Then fine. You don't have to do that, but don't expect to be compensated for it. Debo has never led the league in wide receiving. Debo, of all the people drafted in his draft class, has the least amount of total yards at the receiver position. The next, close, the next closest person to him is A.J. Brown with 2,995. Debo's at 2,598. He also got, broke his leg, though. A, you know what I mean? Like, Come on. I mean, I hear you. I do. I do. I get it, right? That year where he only had 300 receiving yards, 391, I get it. I mean, it's hard to – it's hard to – I would, it is. I would say this, Mike. Debo has 10 receiving touchdowns in his career. His career. This year in rushing, Kyle almost gave him that same amount. And what I'm saying with what, what, what wait, wait, what, negative? It's a, I'll tell you why it's a negative. Because that doesn't speak to Debo's abilities. What that does is it speaks to Kyle's ability to identify where I can make you thrive. That's what that does. Kyle said, Hey, you've been a receiver for three years. And you don't quite cut it there. But if I turn you into a part-time running back, maybe I can get a little bit more out of you. Boom. Eight touchdowns. Just like that. More than you've had receiving in your entire career. Just like that. You, Debo, should be thanking me, Kyle. That's the way I think this plays out. You aren't you without me. You need me to be you. And I could be wrong. Let me be very clear here, right? I could be wrong. Maybe Kyle can't put any receiver in that position. I don't know. We haven't seen him try it yet. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Kyle does need Devo to be that receiver in the running back position to get that kind of success. But here's what we do know. Devo in the receiver position without Kyle's mechanics, without Kyle's creativity, does not equal the career year that Devo had. While that's true, good. Yeah, that's it's while that's true, you still have things like Cooper Cup. You know, you can't just take away. I think, and that's where it gets dangerous when you start talking about like, okay, you can take this away from that receiver, take this away. It is what it is. The stats are the stats, and and unfortunately, we can't separate situation from player because it's just not a fair. You just have no way to do it accurately or uh, effectively or, or fairly. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you that you get the most out of Debo in this scenario, in this offense with this coach. Yes. I do honestly believe that. I'm not. I don't think Debo walks into another system. Maybe if he goes to Miami Mike and the Dolphins use him that way or something. But aside from that, and that situation is too crowded. But I'm just trying to give an example. Aside from that, Debo is used to his full potential. But it, I, I just don't. I don't get how people can say things. This is why Debo. This is why it may have been mentioned 
in jest or just to to try and like play hardball or something or to posture when he said, I don't want to play wide back or he may not want to play wide back is because of the comments that like the one you just made where it's like, if he doesn't play running back, he's not going to get this money or he's got to do like the guy, the guy was asked to play running back. He knocked it out of the park and now he's being penalized for it. And people are saying he can't be a good pure wide receiver. He's the best wide receiver on the team, pure wide receiver, uh, gadget wide receiver, running wide receiver, um, hands, nope. everything. I nope. don't prescribe nope. that Ayuk has passed him yet. Ayuk doesn't have the numbers Ayuk, yet to pass him. I, I, no. Ayuk is not the best pure wide receiver, in my opinion. You can't. Debo Samuel has proven it. Smitty, bro, I love you, and you and you know I love you. You have nothing but the utmost respect for you. Debo is not a better route runner than Brandon Ayuk. Debo will tell you that. You don't. You don't have to ask me this question. Debo will tell you I am not a better route runner than Brandon Ayuk. I would love to hear Debo say that. Debo will tell you I am not. I don't think he will. I'm not a better pure catcher than Brandon Ayuk. Debo has led the team in drops. What? What? I disagree. Holy smokes! Just done. What Debo has just done is proven. He he had fourteen hundred receiving yards when he was playing. How many of those yards came on? How many of those yards came on routes less than twelve yards? Okay, why did he have the? Why did he? Why was he second in the NFL in yak yards? If what you're saying is yeah, the reason he's second in in yak yards because he can't catch anything beyond fifteen yards. So they had to shorten. They had to shorten his routes and give him the ball in space so we can turn up field. That's what that so means. How did, he, how did he finish number one in the NFL in, in, in yards per catch? Because of the volume. That's why. Uh, Don't confuse no, volume. Don't see. And that and that's where we're going to, like, you're going to win your argument on volume. Debo has the volume to show I'm better than you. Right? But why, but when volume, you watch, why does volume help you on that? Volume can only hurt you. Volume, if the board catch, no, the no, no. passes to get thrown, the board passes get thrown. It's just like it's just like when you roll when you roll a dice. The more times you roll it, the more you're going to get to what the the average like what your average is. You're not going to have yes. odds of rolling two twos in a row. Right. Like if you catch more passes, yes. you're going to like that's I'm why you, you can't include people that catch ten passes in the yards per catch argument because they could catch four passes that are free fluke plays. So the fact that he's had more volume and still is leading the league in yards per catch speaks even more to my argument. You can't say that this guy isn't the best wide receiver in the league in his system. And I know you can't separate system from player. I, I'm acknowledging that. Right. But he is the most valuable wide receiver Maybe valuable. in the yeah. entire NFL for his team and the fit of his team. If you took Devontae Adams off the Packers last year, they still could win games. If you took Diggs off of the Buffalo Bills, they could still win games. If you took Debo Samuel off the 49ers, you guys don't win six games. Here's my pushback to that. If you take Debo off the 49ers, Kyle is forced to throw the ball to other guys, right? So let me back up beyond this past season, okay? In 2020, 49er fans were really high on Brandon Ayuk. They said, hey, this guy looks like a number one wide receiver if given the opportunity, right? The reason they said that wasn't because of 
It, well, it wasn't only because of what he did when he got the ball in his hands or where he got the ball in his hands. It was if this guy takes another step, we could see something special. All right? If you take Debo off this team, Kyle is then forced to throw the ball to guys like Brandon Ayuk. Don't believe me? Ask Kyle. Kyle was a guy who said, hey, Ayuk would not have gotten as many snaps if it weren't for injuries. So that's not that's not me saying this. This is Kyle saying that the snaps that Ayuk got weren't be, wasn't because I thought he was so good in practice. It wasn't because I thought he was such a special wide receiver. It was I didn't have anyone else to go to. He was healthy. I had to put him out there. You take Debo off this team, that many more snaps go to other wide receivers. I cannot say without a doubt that Ayuk would not step up and be as productive as Debo in the receiver argument. I can't say that because Kyle has already admitted that opportunities weren't given to him because of because of how good he was. The opportunities were given to him because of availability, and he made the most of it, and it looked good. If you take Debo off this team, availability and opportunities go more towards Ayuk. He could have been that guy. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, and I'm not saying that Ayuk is as good as Debo when it comes to overall being a football player. Overall, overall, as a football player, Debo Samuel is better than Brandon Ayuk. As a pure receiver, as a pure route runner, as a and as a pure pass catcher, Brandon Ayuk is better than Debo Samuel. I don't care just, what anybody you, says. You should just send me a stream yard link at this point. <laughs> No, for real. You should. Yeah, no, I agree. You should be on. You know what? I'm going to wrap this up. You you made a great point, though. You have made some phenomenal points. Smitty, I love you. We got to do this again. We're not going to wrap this up now. We're going to continue this on the next show for Nothing But Niners. And and I will make sure that you have time for it. Forget my schedule. I will do this based off of yours. All right. Sounds good. That's my guy, Smitty, right there, man. Smitty, thanks Appreciate for jumping you. on, man. Let everybody know where to find you and where to follow you. Come on, man. Um, TheFantasyFootballShow.com or YouTube.com slash TheFantasyFootballShow. Same place. It is The Fantasy Football Show. Smitty, no. Smitty does not just talk 49ers. He does not just talk Cardinals. He talks all things fantasy football. And if you guys listen to him, I won't tell you anything that I don't know already for a fact. If you guys listen to him, you'll win some of your fantasy leagues, okay? My guy is that fucking good. That's my dog, Smitty. Hey, I appreciate it. And, and also, I go a lot. Like, I don't just do fantasy like I do NFL news. Like, I have a news show, 7 p.m. every oh, day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eastern. But, but whenever there's breaking news... Mike, and you're more than welcome to come on anytime I'm doing it, especially if there's Niner-related stuff. But whenever there's breaking news of any kind NFL-related, I literally turn the studio on. I walk in. I built it onto my house. I walk in, and I go live immediately. So if DK signs a deal, if Debo signs his deal, I literally walk in and go live. So if anything happens like that Niner-related, text me. I'll send you a link, and you can come on and talk and chop it up with me. That's my dog, Smitty, right there, guys. Show him some love, all right. all right? Get on over there and give him a follow. Smitty, thanks for jumping in, all right? Yeah, good stuff. Bye.
That's my dog right there, man. Smitty from AZ. Guys, thank you for everybody who tried calling in tonight. I apologize. I cannot get to all of you. We have been on for almost two and a half hours. We could not get to all the callers, but you guys have been great. Great debates on tonight's show, man. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Thank you all. I, I, don't, I don't have anything else to say, man. You guys have been great. All right? I'm going to wrap this thing up here. And you guys know I got to end every single night with final thoughts, all right? Boom, there it is. It's going across the ticker there. Shout out to everybody in the chat. 89 people still left. You guys have been phenomenal. Ask Smitty about arm fitness. We'll ask him next time, okay? Great show, Mike. Lake, Lake City Fresh. Here's what I got. I'm a little congested right now. My air conditioner's been running. I'm in my dirty-ass living room with all this shit in here. Sorry. But, guys, I want to thank you all for checking me out, man. Uh, my final thoughts are going to be this. It's a long season. We are two weeks away from the 49ers resuming football activities. That's got to be fucking exciting, okay? That's got to be really, really exciting, okay? If you guys don't know, this is the place to be. We will be discussing everything. I know, I know. Check me out throwing shots at people. I know that there are daily shows out there you can get your 49ers news from, but they're going to be a little PC. They're going to be a little PC. And it's not because they want to be. It's because they have to be. This is where you come for the real. Right here. Nothing but Niners. Make sure you guys are locked in, subscribed, with those notifications turned on. And then after you do all that, tell somebody else about your boy. Mike gives it up like nobody else does. Tell the truth. How many guys have you have you seen have a guest on their show, their guests get blasted by a caller, and the show continues? It don't happen often. It don't happen often. And I'm not trying to say that anything about CG. CG was a phenomenal guest. Great guest. He'll be back on here. And I'll be back on his show. Right? But I prepare everybody for these situations. I said, hey, if there's anything before the show, if there's anything you're uncomfortable with, let me know ahead of time so I can make sure I screen it out. Nothing but Niners is the only place that you get the real, the raw, the real every single time. Every time. Not patting myself on the back. I'm just telling you guys, this is where it goes down. Lock in, subscribe, rate, review, and tell somebody else about us. And we're going to continue to bring you guys A-plus quality content. All right? I want to thank you guys for watching. Love you guys. I'm going to sign out with my, I call this the Call of Duty screen. All right? My Call of Duty screen and Breezy. Prepare for glory, anticipate pain, but always remain faithful. We out of here. Peace. We all 
gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us, we them nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners.